From Champaign, Illinois, this is the Jumping the Rail podcast with your hosts, Mark Redmond and Mike Nartolinas. And welcome to episode six of the Jumping the Rail podcast. We are live today. This is Mark Redmond, and I'm joined by my tag team partner, the BJ Honeycut to my Hawkeye Pierce, Mike Nargelinas. What's up, buddy? How's it going out there, Mark? Not too bad. Uh, I got Marco with us uh, producing, and we got a special guest host today. Uh, Marco, why don't you introduce our guest host for us? Tonight, we have my son, AJ, joining us, who used to be a huge wrestling fan, and even though he hasn't watched it in the last 10 years of his life, still knows more than I do. How's it going, AJ? It's going pretty good. Thanks for having me here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So all the way from California for a, for a chance to get famous on the podcast here. So, Narge, we had a lot to uh, to talk about this week. It's it's going to be a full full show. You you gave me the uh, pre production notes, and uh, I was a little overwhelmed, but I'm excited to dig in. Yeah. So I guess the first thing to talk about is the uh, G1 climax in New Japan. And it's official, the A Block has a winner, and it is Kota Ibushi. He uh, got a win over Kenta last night, and that uh, locked up the A Block for him, so he's waiting on the winner of the B Block, which is down to uh, Kazuchika Okada and Jeff Cobb. I'll say Cobb had the most points, uh, right, the last Cobb time I looked. Is, Cobb is undefeated, and uh, Okada has one win. So if Okada beats Cobb, then he gets the tiebreaker. So it's uh, right down to the wire there. So they'll have that match tomorrow, and then the finals, I think, is this weekend. I forget what day for sure. Pick me a winner. Man, I want it to be Cobb, but... He's Ibushi... dominated too long, right? Yeah, but Ibushi's won the last two G1s, so... Really? So yeah. we're, we're talking a three We're talking three-peat if he, if he pulls it off. The, the Michael Jordan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, coming down to the Wrestle Kingdom, then they'll have... Uh, couple shows in between there where there'll be some uh, shakeups probably but oh yeah with the with the forbidden door open i think there's a lot of possibilities here between companies oh yeah uh, sure coming down to yeah. wrestle kingdom yep yeah. and you mentioned the forbidden door narge so that kind of brings us into the next subject which is this past friday uh kind of a head-to-head brouhaha with aew and uh smackdown for about what it's about a half hour or so they uh yeah. Went head to head, and then Tony put the YouTube buy-in on, and yeah, and you know who won the uh, thirty-minute head-to-head demo rating, right? Does anybody really care? Oh yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Shout out to Tony Khan with uh, the the win. Tony Khan, yeah, your favorite person ever. Big big money, Tony. Big money, no big money, Shad. <laughs> that is our favorite button right there. But seriously, we love Tony Khan. Uh, I just tweeted him before we came on the air about a match we have, we're going to watch later. I'm hoping Tony brings it back, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. Yeah, we'll get to that. But uh, I, I want to jump. We got our special guest, and we haven't said anything about him yet. But right. a- AJ, welcome to the show. Glad to have you back here with us. Give us a rundown. What's your, what's your wrestling background? Do you have a favorite wrestler? Do you have... Just give us something so the people listening know 
that we just didn't pull you off the street because you're the producer's son and let you sit in here with us. We have um, people that are going to be jealous of you. I promise you. I'm very excited for that. Uh, my wrestling expertise really didn't go past uh, about 2010, 2011. Um, growing up, my favorite wrestler all time, Eddie Guerrero. Man, Eddie uh, really gets a smart, lot of love on this smart show. Smart choice. He does. I'm a really big time fan of uh, John Cena, Batista Ooh. after Evolution. Uh, I thought Edge, Randy Orton, they were both great, great at playing the uh, the villain role or the bad role. You know they're all still wrestling, right? Yeah. But they're not going well, not anywhere. Batista. No, not Batista. He's I a mean, movie he, star now. It's uh, I don't know. It's nostalgic to be able to go back and watch them. You know, Shawn Michaels. One of my yeah. favorites as well. Yeah, you're you're living what me and Mark do. Mark and I, we like to watch the stuff when we were younger, and you're the same. The new stuff's okay, but it's it's always the old stuff when you were younger that makes you. Oh yeah, it's appreciate nice it. Tripped down memory lane there. Yeah, it's what brought me into the whole world of wrestling, and I don't know. I'm a bit of an old head when it comes to stuff like that. No, absolutely. All right, Mark. I've I've hijacked the show for a second. No, no. Uh, I wanted I wanted to get AJ introduced. Mark, Mark. We haven't heard anything from Marco yet. He's he's figuring this all out. This is yep. our first time live on Facebook. And oh, if it yeah. wasn't for Marco and his uh, tinkering around here, we wouldn't be able to do this. So I'm kudos pretty, to him. I'm pretty tinkered out at this point. This shit's like, uh, come on, man. I thought you left to pour yourself some scotch. But right. I wasn't That's sure. the next trip. <laughs> this one was to actually get the uh, rundown sheets that I printed and forgot to bring in here before this thing started. Uh, I did go outside and I did check and on Facebook Live this is working so so we're live baby we are nice. live I don't look like anybody's listening but we'll figure it out who gives a shit yeah we'll get them can we It'll say happen. shit on Facebook Live yes we can yeah. fuck it we can't I mean FCC shit. ain't got shit to say to us <laughs> so we got into Rampage and SmackDown a little bit. I don't know about you, Narge, but I thought that the YouTube show was better than the actual Rampage broadcast on Friday. The yeah, the two matches that, from what I understand, they were they were awesome. Yeah, uh, Lee Moriarty, we saw him with GCW a few weeks ago, Tiger style. Yep, yep, took on Bobby Fish, and he, he did. And you know, I I felt bad for him because there was a lot of hate on the Facebook and the Twitter from the casual fan. They were yeah. like, "Who is this guy?" And I think he won some of those fans over. Lee Moriarty is the future of professional oh, wrestling. Yeah. I think we agree. He's one of it's like Daniel Garcia, mm -hmm. these young guys that nobody knows about. Tony's giving them a platform, and I I really think they're elevating themselves. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. But uh, we had that match. We had uh, Ty Conti and Santana Garrett in the women's match on uh, YouTube buy-in. Yeah, it's kind of an NXT holdover. Yeah, Ty, she's uh she's got quite a fan base. Yeah. Um she even had it I mean, before she came, she's got a huge Instagram following, mm -hmm. Twitter following. I wonder why. I don't I don't know. That could be any number of reasons. <laughs> Probably people respect her jujitsu training. Uh yeah, I bet that's it. No, don't cancel me. No. She's an attractive young lady and that you know, there's a lot to say for that yeah, when she it comes to she so. could whoop your ass if you she wants to. So. She could. Yeah. She's up there with some of those other like uh, Paige Van Zant, who yeah. I've been enjoying to see quite yeah. a bit on AEW lately. Yes, yeah, so uh, we'll get into a little bit more of uh AEW as we go further in. But there's another kind of uh, important story here, Narge, we're gonna get into. <laughs> We have a little uh, legal happenings going on with uh, 
the million dollar man Tate DiBiase and his son's gotten a little bit of hot water this week. I think we found out where all his uh, fortune has come from, and it is illegal means. He's yeah. he's up there with Brett Favre. Him and Brett Favre and his sons, uh, they've they've swindled what? It wasn't Social Security. What was it? They swindling was... unemployment or. Let's see, uh, Ted DiBiase and his sons ordered to pay back millions of dollars in misappropriated welfare funds. Well, yes, and Brett Favre is in the same, I think Brett Favre's like on the line for like yeah. 800 grand. Both in, uh, uh, one both million. in Mississippi. <clears throat> is it million? One million now, and he, uh, yeah, he took money for something that he should never, so I don't know, man. Yeah, that's what the old not a good look. The old gunslinger, he, uh, yep. <laughs> not a good look. Robbing the bank. Yeah, the Mississippi Department of Human Services cracking down on uh, our favorites from our, from our youth. But uh, hey, Brett Favre ever, is not a favorite of mine. Never well, will be. Never was. Wasn't exactly your youth, to be fair. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> Everybody's got a price for the uh, Department of Welfare. Am I right? So what they're saying, Ted Jr., who was a wrestler about uh, your time watching, is uh, set to return three point nine million dollars that, that he is. earned as a motivational speaker for the welfare agency, plus interest. So that could be even more. Is that all? Do do they not know his dad is the million dollar man? I don't think they know. Well, if they knew that, they'd get the million dollars right away, wouldn't they? Right. Right. Just call Virgil. He'd get the money out. But uh, Ted. They got to get him out of the Olive Garden. Yeah, right. Right. Get that meat sauce going. But Ted Sr. has to pay $722,299 that his Christian ministry received purportedly to help underprivileged teens. So, and then. uh, his other son, Brett, who never really had much of a run, but he was a wrestler, uh, he has to pay 225950 oh. So they raked up the bucks a little bit. We don't have a DiBiase button we can press on here yet? I looked. I haven't found one oh, yet. Oh, we got to get that. <laughs> See, we don't need it. We yeah, got you. I got you. AJ, you know who the Million Dollar Man is, right? Yeah, of okay. course. Mr. Jackson, <laughs> everybody, knows, everybody knows who the Million Dollar Man is. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, you have to speak into your mic, producer. Is it right here. Oh. <laughs> you never sounded better, Marco. Nobody has sat in the room with us before when Mark is on the side pointing at us at the mic. Because now I'm going to go get that fucking scotch. <laughs> Anybody want a bourbon? No, I'm good. Uh, take two fingers. Okay. Two fingers. That's what she said. That kind of leads us into our top ten Tuesday later. Yeah. Our... Which I have a problem with. And I just, oh, yeah. well, let me forget. I want to well, address it. There is a glaring omission. For anybody who's been on our Facebook and following the top ten, and Mark Mark might kick himself in the ass, or I'm sure he'll have some reasoning behind it. Yeah, Mark, well, the, you don't do much without reason. I I'm a pretty logical guy. I but hate it. Uh, one thing we are going to do, we're going to shake up our order a little bit. We got it kind of in a different uh, sequence than we have the last five episodes, and we are moving up the uh, the history section up to the uh, front of the show. I like history. So who doesn't? So let's uh, let's get right into that here. Uh, October seventeenth, ninety nine, which was twenty two years ago yesterday. Two days. Two, two days, days ago. ago. Thank you, Mark Gutnarch. Uh China became the first intercontinental champion who is a female, beating Jeff Jarrett in a good housekeeping match. That, that was uh, that was kind of Jarrett's swan song, right? That was WWE. His, that was his last match with WWE. Yeah. WWF at the time, yeah. There was always a lot of speculation that he didn't want to do it, that he held up Vince for money, all that. I think all those stories have been bunked in the last year or so. Uh, yeah, I think so. Jared said on his podcast yeah. that he was he was okay with it. Yeah, he and, and uh, Pritchard said it on his also. Said so. it was uh, it was all good. 
But it was a pretty significant moment, though, in history for a female to win a major men's title. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, she was the right person oh, to yeah, do yeah. it. I mean, just back then, she was the Ronda Rousey of professional wrestling. She legitimately looked yeah. like she could beat up half the roster. Oh, yeah. So, along with that, on October 20th, 2011, which is 10 years ago tomorrow, James Storm defeated Kurt Angle to win the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. After, uh, I think it was the night after Bound for Glory. Who did he be? I'm sorry? He beat Kurt Angle. James Storm beat Kurt Angle. Yeah. Okay. He held the title for one week. Sorry about your damn luck. That's right. I was like James Storm. He was fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I thought uh, everybody loves beer money as tag team with Bobby Roode, but I thought America's Most Wanted was a better team, to be honest with you. Oh, I mean, they were they were the, the early dominating team for oh, yeah. TNA, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So. yeah. so a sad piece here on uh, 18 years ago today, Road Warrior Hawk, Mike Hegstrand, Passed away from a heart attack. One half of one the half. greatest, toughest tag teams of all time. What I love is there's always the conversation, who's the best tag team ever? And there are four right answers to that question. As Narge is taking a selfie with his, uh, selfie with his hooch. It's, well, LOD for sure. Yep. The Midnight Express. Absolutely. Rock and Roll Express, I say. Yeah. And then... I'm probably missing. Who, who am I missing? I say Tolly and Arn. Tolly and Arn. I, I don't disagree. They're yeah. fantastic. It's hard to beat any of those yeah, four. Yeah. Well, you're missing one. Who's I'm going to call Busted Open, and we're going to have a talk. Come on. Bully, Bully Ray's going to be a, He He already uh, doesn't yeah, like you. I, yeah, he's. you know what? I've been nice. The last week, I could have called him out on so much stuff. On I'm going to let Open. him know that you and Devon are the reason they don't talk anymore. You oh, got really? Devon's ear. Yeah, they don't talk. Velvet I, said that it's a thing. It's I, I bet it's because of you. No, come on. I'm, I'm delightful. All right, so we're going to move on before I get more heat. With Gary Vassello. Vassello. I, I say that right? Vassello? That's my buddy Gary Vassello. Wants from... to know if you're doing okay because uh, I think he hears the voices a little hoarse <laughs> yeah, today. Uh, I will apologize for the, my voice. I'm a little froggy today. I've been having some throat issues, but uh, the show must go on and like any good worker, I'm going to play through the pain here. I think you should have got him one of these drinks, Mark. I think, I think that would uh, not help me whatsoever. It smooths out all the rough edges. Gary, if you want, you just tell Mark to be quiet, and I'll talk the whole time. So, <laughs> Gary and I agree quite a bit. I have called Gary an old man waving his fist at the cloud yep. a few times, but Gary and I lately have been on the same wavelength, I feel like. Yeah, so. we tend to agree with Gary. Gary, uh, I know you hear us. You will be invited on this show shortly. Oh, yeah. Because you got a lot to talk about. But uh, i got a couple more things on the list here. Uh, also, tomorrow in 1996 was the first Buried Alive match, Undertaker and Mankind, at In Your House. Oh, but, yeah, fantastic. Undertaker won, then Paul Bear's loyal army of heels came out afterwards and tossed him in the grave and covered him up. And it was just good TV. Do you remember that match, AJ? Uh, I was not born yet, but I've definitely seen it on YouTube. It's uh, it's one I would definitely suggest. Anything with Undertaker and Mankind is uh, is a good uh, is a good watch. Sorry, I'm distracted. Especially in '96. And then uh, the last thing I've got. Let's see. All Japan Pro Wrestling in 1972, on October 21st, put on their first ever show. 
in Tokyo. And the main event saw Bruno Sammartino and Terry Funk beat Giant Baba and Thunder Sugiyama in two out of three falls. It's easy for you to say. Right? Gary wants you guys to know old man wins in the end. (laughs) (laughs) If by old man you mean Vince, probably. Wrong. Oh, we're going to have another one of those. I like the AEW better. We will always have that argument. There we go. Yeah, that'll never end. Yeah. Hey, Gary, since you are Gary, since you are apparently listening to us live, we want to first say thank you to being our very first actual live listener. Uh, we're still starting on this, so we don't expect a ton of people yet. But uh, tell us how it sounds, if you don't mind. We'd like to know how it sounds where you are. And also, uh, the show will be dropping in the regular podcast format on Thursday, like usual. Yeah, we'll drop it every Thursday. Yeah. This is just a new way to get it out there quicker and yeah. uh, make it more spontaneous. Yeah. So we got some birthdays uh, to talk about this week. Are we cutting some of these other things off the history? What do we What do we cut off? Well, uh, let me let me talk a little bit. Go ahead. Your, your throat's getting sore. Thank you. The uh, TNA presents their first pay per view outside the Impact Scotch. Zone. Uh, Bound for Glory was held in Detroit, Michigan, on October twenty second, two thousand and six, and that main event saw the Stanger. Uh, beat Jeff Jarrett for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Is that the same guy Sting we saw earlier? Sting, yeah. Climbing up the cage with blood on him that wasn't his. Oh, Mark's preluding something we'll talk about later. But But Uh, yes, it was Sting. Um, Can I tell you something interesting, Narge? Yeah. That's the first TNA pay-per-view I ever bought on, actually live on pay-per-view. You bought that? See, now I I was doing some of the Wednesday night things they were doing. Uh, Buddies of mine. I used to do the I did the backyard wrestling thing for a while. We get together on Wednesdays and watch. But Sting Speaking had a great of TNA. Run. Did you guys know that for some dumbass reason when that used to be on, they do the commercials. All I saw were the female wrestlers, and I honestly thought TNA was tits and ass wrestling. And I was like, wait a minute, you they don't was, really mean that. That was the marketing, was yep, it? Boy. Yep. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just by the way, just to be clear, that still didn't make me watch wrestling. <laughs> And then a sad one here before we get to the birthdays. Uh, October 23rd, 2000, Rodney Anawai. Anawai. Better known as Yokozuna, passes away from a pulmonary edema at the age of 34. Maybe one of the, I mean, just one of the best big men to ever step foot in the ring. Oh, yeah. When you saw Yokozuna, you thought, there's no way anybody can beat this guy. No. I mean, he had his finisher. But if he dropped that leg, oh, it's a big leg, leg drop. You're yeah. like, that's it. It's over. And he could throw a super kick. Just way too young. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could do it all. Way too young. A fantastic member of the Samoan dynasty. Yep. So, Hall of Famer. Um, but on to the birthdays. All right, we have so an elite birthday. We have, a, yeah, we have an all elite birthday here. The AEW World Heavyweight Champion celebrated a birthday. Kenny Omega on the 16th. I'm not sure his age. I think he's right around our age, Narge. Kenny Omega? Yeah, late 30s or so. I could take him. Hey, you said you could you could kick out of the V-trigger on a past episode. Yeah, I could. And then I'd take him Yeah, out to eat. <laughs> My wife says you sound awful, by the way. She is listening live. Yeah. And, uh, oh, is she? Yeah, Rach is on here. I don't oh. you know. That's a good, supportive wife. It doesn't tell right. us who's listening, which kind of well, sucks. For those who are wondering, I'm doing my Stevie Richards impression. <laughs> Sound like Ray Charles or uh, Ray no, Charles. What's his name? Uh, Tom Waits. No. Uh, you know, uh, the chef from South Park. Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes. There it is. This wasn't as raspy, though. Uh, Barry. Uh, Isaac. Uh, Barry White. Barry White. There it is. The Yes. AJ's so confused. He's in the way these people like, are. Is it like no, this I, all I the time? No, it's not like this. We're having a good time. Yeah. 
So, uh, former Chicago Bear and Four Horsemen Steve McMichael has a birthday on the 17th. Man, shout out to him. Did you see the photo Ric Flair shared? I did. I did. He's Rough. going through some hard times right now with ALS. And we the, love Mongo. He's a, Mongo's Mongo. hung out here in Champaign quite a few yeah. times. Uh, good friends with a local celebrity, Mike Namoff. Yeah. Uh, so, shout out to Mongo. Yep, yep. Good wishes to Mongo. Uh, SmackDown women's wrestler Tony Storm has a birthday today. Actually, happy birthday to Tony Storm. <laughs> I know she's one of your favorites, Narge. <laughs> yes. You old horn dog, you. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow we'll see uh, Scott Hall have a birthday. Hey yo, and we'll be talk about Scott a little bit later on in the show too. On the twenty second, uh, Frankie Monet on NXT, popularly known as Taya Valkyrie from uh, everywhere else, being misused currently. Mrs. John Morrison also. Mrs. Drip Drip. Mrs. Mrs. Moist. <laughs> the Moist <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> and then the last one we got Carmella has a birthday on the twenty third coming up. I like with her Carmel. glittery mask and her tattooed better half. I enjoy some Carmella as well. I know you do. I was always an Ellsworth fan. You know, yeah. <laughs> he was just the icing on the cake for that sweet, for that act. Some sweet shin music. Sweet shin music. Very nice. Uh, what do we got here? Let me see. Keep going. Keep rolling, so, man. Yeah, we're going. We're going. I think my voice might be clearing up a little bit, which is good. Check one, two. So. We're going to move on. We're going to do the uh, calling spots segment. We're, uh, like I said, we're shuffling up the order a little bit. We got through the news and buzz and the birthdays and everything. So for calling spots this week, the question comes up about one of our favorite guys, Narge. Uh, Mance Warner from GCW is about to uh, have his contract expire with MLW. Then he's hitting the pay window, baby. Yeah, so he's going to have just all kinds of options. So the question is, what should be the next step for Mance Warner since his MLW contract is set to expire? Let me go first. I think I know what you're going to say. Why don't you go first? Well, and that's why we have this, because I always say the logical, Mance should go to AEW. He will and, not be used properly. And AEW. Mark will say he should go to Impact, more than likely. AEW is starting to toe that line. They've got they've had some death matches. They've had some hardcore. They've some blood. He is a different character that they don't have. He's that southern redneck that they really don't have that. I mean, well, they got Paige. Yeah, he's a cowboy though. He's I mean, drunk, he looks like Cowboy Curtis from Pee Wee's Playhouse. I mean, you tell him that. Well, I I will. Uh, but I think Mance AEW would be fun. I'd really like to see him mix it up with Moxley. I don't want him to show up as a babyface. I want to show him as a heel. I think he shows up and beats the just the living snot out of John Moxley. Um, and you run with that. You figure that out. That those two guys beating each other up for a couple of months is a fun. It's a fun view. So yeah, I could. There's not a wrong answer here. Like, he would probably do well in AEW as long as he was used right. There is a wrong answer, and that's NXT and WWE. Well, I'm talking no. outside of the okay. WWE. Yeah, company. don't go there. That that would be a mistake. I don't think he would because then he couldn't go everywhere else. That's true. I think he would take advantage of the Forbidden Door thing. But I do think his best fit would be Impact. But I don't be... want him to fall into the violent by design, the no, Deaner, no. all that, whatever. I don't want any of that. I don't want him with the big guy you like. The cowboy. Oh, Doring. Yeah, I don't want him with him. And that, that seems like where they would go with him or Jake and all that. Yeah, but one option that you haven't mentioned, I think he would fit in well with the NWA. No. Put him, have him work with Trevor Murdoch. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I that that's better than Ring of Honor. Yeah, or WWE. I wouldn't mind. NWA could use some of these guys. I really yeah, feel like they don't starting, touch on some of that. They're starting to get their steam back a little bit lately. Yeah. Because they took a lot of a, kind of a hiatus during the whole pandemic. But they started running pay-per-views again. They got power going back up again on fight. So they want, they're want they going to need some talent to fill that card up. Absolutely. Yeah, no. And I, that's not bad. I'm not an NWA hater by any means. I watched the St. No. Louis pay-per-view. There's good stuff there. They just... They need some better pieces. Yeah. And he, he could be a big piece. Yeah, he could be a big fish. I mean, he, I mean we're going to talk about a little bit coming up. He's got a, a date with the Briscoe brothers, which means like if he was to pop up in Ring of Honor for a few shots, I mean, he'd probably do great there. He'd fit right in with them. I, I don't want him to lie. I know you said it and everybody on Twitter did. He literally looks like a cousin. Yeah, but I don't want I don't I don't want that. Now that's too easy though. AJ, for your reference, Mance Warner is one of our favorite independent wrestlers. He would be a mix if you took Stone Cold Steve Austin and perhaps Cactus Jack with a little funk and a little Terry Funk and kind of just rolled him into a ball of people. He would have been great in ECW if he was twenty years older. And yeah, been around back in the nineties. He's awesome. Just a great personality. We got to meet him a couple months back. Yeah, great guy. Um, every match I've seen, he gives it his all, and yeah. I think he bleeds in every match that he does. He, he is probably, not afraid to give some. He's color. one of those guys that if he sneezed, he was just start bleeding from. Yeah, he's got the scar tissue. Yeah. So, but as we always like to reiterate, Mance Warner, there is an open invite for uh, for the show. I sent him a message on Facebook. Yep. He read it. I know I, you're a busy guy, Mance, but I think I've his, got folks uh, that'll vouch for us. His partner uh, Matthew Justice got back to us though. About yeah. possibly doing something down the road. He'd be cool. He's he's fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and while we're at it, why don't we talk about what we do have coming up real quick? Oh, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna save that for the end, Mark. Oh, really? I wanna I wanna build the suspense a little bit. All right, we have some really cool shit coming, but you gotta we, listen to the do. very end of the show. We and do. we can't tell you if it's in the last five minutes or the five minutes before that. You gotta listen to the whole thing. Yep, yep. No cheating. So we're gonna move on to our uh, rights and wrongs segment here. And we had to step away from the mic so I could read my paper here. So WWE, we got Crown Jewel coming up on uh, Thursday. So if you're listening to this podcast after it's uploaded on uh, Podbean, it'll be going on probably as you're listening to this. But uh, I'm going to run down the card for you, Narge. Uh, we got the main event, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Um... That's good. I I think Roman, there that's there's not going to be a clean win there. Something's happening. Something's going to happen. Do you think Paul turns? Do you think Paul jumps? Uh, I think Brock's playing him very good. I, I love think everybody's all that. expecting Paul to turn. I, I'll be very surprised if that happens. AJ, do you remember Brock Lesnar back in the day? Yeah, I remember he uh, did the F five on Big Show and the whole ring collapsed. Yeah, it was a suplex actually. Suplex, suplex not F five. He did F five him, but that didn't make the ring collapse. Hell, we could see that in Saudi Arabia. That yeah. it wouldn't surprise. The, they uh, like that kind the, of the stuff. The prince would like to have a big uh, fiasco, probably a big uh, spectacle. I think Brock Lesnar wins just because he just came back and they want to really push him, push his angle. Mm. And then if, after if that, he wins, he, I don't think he wins the belt though. He might win. Uh huh. Maybe Usos get involved. That Possibly. makes the most sense, Possibly, right? Yeah. The Usos. So. I think they're. I think this is just the first step. I think they will have a rematch at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, they're gonna. It's they're building. Oh yeah. So uh, WWE Championship is on the line. Big E will defend against Drew McIntyre, which is kind of uh, just kind of tying up a couple loose ends before 
uh, Friday night when the rosters shift over. Is there a chance that Drew goes heel? I mean, they're both baby faces coming in. They're here. baby faces, but I think they'll keep Drew baby face to go with Roman. Yeah, Drew and his I sword. The Drew and his sword. Angela. I hope he takes his sword to SmackDown, so I don't have to watch him anymore. I can't stand Drew. Now baby you say Bear. that like you don't watch SmackDown. I don't. I I hate. I, everybody's listening to this podcast and they're like, "These guys know wrestling." I don't watch SmackDown. I got other things to do on Friday. Yeah, when so you I got three the, kids with extracurricular activities, I hit the dirt sheets. Nah, I can't read the dirt sheets. Shame on you. I'd like to uh, real quickly uh, welcome Dwayne Carter. Hey, Dwayne. Thank you for listening, Dwayne. So, moving on, we got the SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Now, I think I'm picking Sasha on this one, just for logic's sake, because Bianca and Becky are both going to, to Raw. So, I would figure put the SmackDown title on the actual wrestler who's going to stay on SmackDown. That, w- that would make sense. I, d- I don't have a disagreement yeah. with that. Yeah, the only other thing is Charlotte is apparently coming to Raw or coming to SmackDown with the Raw Women's title, so where does that leave if they have both belts on the same show? Would they just do the uh, Street Profits New Day switcheroo that they did last time and just have them hand the belts over to each other? <laughs> I, there, we're going to get something strange, I'm sure. Yeah. So I, either way, it's going to be a good match. All three of those girls can go. Then uh, no holds barred. Goldberg's got a vendetta with uh, Bobby Lashley. He does, and I, I, uh, I, I'm a Goldberg guy. I think he gets the win. You think? I think his son is involved. His son's coming to side th- with him. I think the prince isn't paying for Goldberg to see him lose. No. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get his kid. We're probably gonna get more of his kid. What's his name? Gage. Gage. I don't think the kid's gonna go over. He he he's he's the only Gage I don't by, care about. By go over, I don't mean actually get over. I mean go to Saudi Arabia. You don't think so? I don't think so. Uh I'm calling it. I think he does. I think he hits something. MVP's taking a bump. Vince 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 is telling MVP, now, "You're taking a bump." Now, from MVP the kid. has been around for a while. He's I think he's still laid up. Is he? Yeah, he hadn't been on for the last few. We might get the hurt business there. Well, I've, I really just let myself expose myself here. Yeah, it was a good thing it's just audio, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, the match I'm looking forward to most on this is uh, Edge and Seth Rollins doing it in Hell in a Cell. That, yeah. Oh, they're doing a Hell in a Cell? They're doing a Hell in a Cell match, yeah. Oh. So I think this is going to be really fun. That that I think that'll steal the whole show right there. Yeah. You watch any Hell in a Cell matches, AJ? Uh, yeah, first one I ever watched was uh, Undertaker throwing Mankind off the top. That's a good one to start with. Never, never seen it. What happens? <laughs> ah, I'm just kidding. I can tell you what happens. <laughs> I heard something about a dude getting thrown off of something. Maybe Jim Ross's greatest call of all time. I think the greatest call in the history of wrestling. It's just fantastic. Yeah. One of the best bumps. Just, yeah. it, it People have said it changed the whole sport. Who was it Ric Flair? Or somebody had said once he had done that. I think it might have been Funk. Maybe it was Funk. I don't remember. There was somebody uh, I just read a few weeks ago. Once Foley did that, everybody was like, now what do we have to do? Right, right. Like he literally, you know. So put you on the spot, Narch. What is your favorite Hell in a Cell match of all time? Uh, I like the, I keep talking on the mic. I like Cactus Jack Triple H. That's a good one. With the, the, is the flaming bat up the top? The flaming barbed wire two by four. Yeah. And the backdrop through the roof. Which 
I love that match, but one of my favorite matches of all time is Cactus Triple H at Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Greatest that, hardcore that may be ever. my favorite wrestling match yeah. of all time. That may have to make it into a throwback sometime around Royal Rumble time. Yeah. No, it needs to. I mean, that, that match, I, I could watch that every day. Oh, yeah, me too. If I had to pick one, actually, I think my favorite Hell in a Cell match is probably Brock and Taker from 2002 from uh, No Mercy. Uh, I don't know if I recall that that's, one. That's the one where Taker had the broken hand and Brock pulled his cast off and he was bleeding buckets. It was Oh, insane. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was was a, he doing the Red Devil gimmick? He was doing the big evil thing. The yeah. big evil the thing. Biker, the biker Taker. Uh, the uh, Booger Red. Booger Red. Yeah. <laughs> Which Jerry Lawler could never figure out what that meant. Jim Ross was the only one that thought that was cool. Yeah, I'm sure Taker was okay with it, though. Google it, folks. I You probably have never heard of it either, but Google Booger Red and Jim Ross. Yeah. All right, so moving on here, we got if the it's Raw. it got the word Booger in it, that's kind of nerve-wracking all by itself. Yeah. So the Raw Tag Team Championship, RK Bro defends against AJ and almost. I think, I think it's got to be RK Bro, right? They got to they gotta keep it? Yeah, I think so. We're not, They're not ready to split up yet. No, they got uh, too much steam going on. They will. I th- I think that that's the mania yeah. match is Orton Riddle, but not yet. No, and I think I I'm gonna go on them. I'll say Riddle goes heel. Yeah, Riddle has to go heel. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Orton's wrestling better now than he has in years. He Riddle's does, Riddle's final time to stride, you know. So I think that's gonna be a fun match. Uh, the match for the Saudi crowd is Mansoor against Mustafa Ali. No, Mansoor always gets his spot on the card when they go over to Saudi Arabia. How did they set this match up, Mark? Because they were tag teaming the last time I was paying. Oh, uh, last I checked, they're still a tag team, but I think it's just a, it's kind of a respect, just thing. A, just an attraction match, I okay. think. And then uh, the Queen of the, the Queen's Crown Tournament and King of the Ring Tournament are going to be settled Thursday. These are interesting matchups. Yeah. So the King of the Ring, it's going to be Finn Balor against Xavier Woods. Twitter wants Xavier Woods. That he is the overwhelming. And I don't think it happens. Vince doesn't give the people what they want. We're going to get the demon, the prince. He's going to be the demon king. You know what I want to happen? It's going to happen. I want Xavier to win. I want Kofi to jump in and celebrate with him and give him the crown. And schmoz him. Then I want Xavier to waffle him with that scepter and turn heel on him. Yes, finally get rid of the New Day. Because then you could get, because they're going to be on SmackDown together, they could have a banger of a feud, I think. I am, I, that's a better idea. I'm I'm good for those sometimes. I like that. And uh, the Queen's Crown Tournament, which is basically Lady King of the Ring, Queen of the Ring, you know. Uh, Zelina Vega, one of your favorites. Oh, yeah. And also one of mine. She's fun to watch. Against Dewdrop, the, the former Piper Niven. I think Dewdrop takes it. We're going to get Queen. That's I think Zelina. Really? You cannot have a King of the Ring or a Queen of the Ring and have the fa- baby face go over. I don't know. It works better on a heel. It does. But Dewdrop, she she really doesn't have an angle. No, they're getting there though. She's getting a pretty nice push though. She's, I think she's undefeated. She might if, be. If not, she's lost maybe once. What, what's Eva Marie doing? She's right on now? the shelf. Shayna took her out a few weeks oh, ago. Okay, so the folks, I'm be honest. I don't watch a lot of WWE. I try. I read it. I watch AEW. I am here for the AEW voice, for the independent voice. So yeah, but you I know enough about. You know enough about the WWE people to actually have an opinion. Oh, I know enough, so. and I can kind of figure out without the. And that's my issue with WWE is I don't need to watch. I can pretty much figure out what they're going to do week yeah. to week, and I'm usually right. So, yeah. so speaking of that, Dwayne had a comment. He said right. that he thinks that if the Raw champion is still champion on Friday, that when they go to SmackDown, they'll let the SmackDown, they'll get the SmackDown title and vice versa. 
he thinks that whoever goes in with champion, if they keep it, they'll switch it in the SmackDown. I, I don't want him to do that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Would that be a good move or a bad move? It'd be bad because he kind of devalues the championships. Nobody gets beat for it. They just swap it like they're just trinkets, you know. But uh, what I would like to see them do, if Charlotte goes over to SmackDown, they could work in a clause where she legally has to keep going to Raw to defend the title against Raw people until she loses it. Or they can actually bring Raw people over to SmackDown to challenge her for it. Or, you know, ideally they would move on to WrestleMania and just unify the damn titles. Just have one women's champion for both shows. Because they got... Honestly, they have kind of a thin women's division right now, Narge, across both shows. So why not just? And I'm not going so far to say give them just one, give them their own show, like a women, like a 205 Live for women, with one champion. But keep the roster split up, and just have the champion go to each show. They could do that. I know years ago they talked about having the women all on one show. And then was it like cruiserweights tag on team? The other. Or was it cruiserweights? Yeah. I can remember it was cruiserweights or tag teams on yeah. the other. And I'd be okay with that. Do <laughs> women specifically to SmackDown, two hundred fivers specifically to Raw or whatever. Right, I mean, right. I think I don't think anybody'd have a problem with that. No, probably not. Uh, so AJ, you have a favorite women's wrestler of all time. You didn't mention one earlier. Kelly Kelly's, uh, Stacy Keebler, Kelly Trish Kelly. Yeah. That's the first Kelly Kelly reference on this show. That is the first, and I not a bad. I, I was always fond of Kelly Kelly. I enjoyed her. I, she looked great. Not a great dancer, but who cares? No, she was in the Rumble two years ago. I think so. That yeah. She might have been the first women's Rumble. Yeah. I know there were some rumors about her coming back, and it never really panned yeah. out. But. but she's making the convention circuit and doing her own thing. So. Yeah. And Trish Stratus still, if she could, st- if Trish Stratus wanted to wrestle, oh yeah, she could wrestle. Absolutely. She had a hell match with Charlotte a couple years ago. But... Uh, we're going to move on from the WWE, go into the AEW happenings. And, uh, let me find my... Well, let's get ready here because this is con time. Con time. So we're doing another uh, Saturday Night Dynamite this weekend, Narge. Okay. And I'm going to put it to you. What, are, what can we expect on Dynamite this weekend? Uh, I don't know. I've been watching the Red Sox, Mark. Come on, you don't put me on the spot. I'll tell you when the Red Sox. Hey, by the way, how are the Red Sox doing? Can we hear it? The Red Sox are up two to one. We're playing. It's seven o'clock. I don't. I can give you a quick score, real quick. It you is. guys all talk about Summer Slams and all this shit, but talk about Grand Slams. Two to one, Red Sox over Stroh's top of the second right now. Uh, Red Sox. We talked earlier. Three Grand Slams in this series. Yeah. And Three with Schwarber in so play in playoffs. Thirteen total. Former Cubs Schwarber. Yep. The the Red Sox of those thirteen Grand Slams in postseason own eight of them. Wow, that's impressive. So, damn, Dwayne throwing some heat at you. He says, "Get rid of the draft altogether, and Trish Stratus is the goat." What do you guys say about that? I don't disagree. I don't Dwayne. disagree with that. Nope, not at all. On both causes, I say, yeah, just put everybody together. Yeah, the the draft is terrible. Go back to how it was back in the Nitro and oh, yeah. just one big roster. I mean, they've cut quite a bit of the fat, so yeah. to say. They could make it work. Yeah. So this week's winner is apparently Dwayne because he actually got those two things so correct, far, yeah. according to our guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we have shout out to the speed bump. <laughs> Good old speed bump. So all, on this past Saturday, Narch, we have new AAA tag team champions. Oh, we do. The masked luchadors, FTR, beat uh, 
the Lucha Brothers for what, the titles. What were they, the Los Frogs or something, something like, like that? that right? They were dressed all in green. We had other guesses, and this was not what yeah. we expected. No, we were way whatsoever. off. I was confused. I thought it was going to be an AEW World Tag Team title match, not a not Triple A. Yeah, no, I didn't know. Yeah, so when I read it, I was confused. I know we thought Andrade was bringing in some mystery guys, and um, I thought not that they were going to go some Golden Apples, you know, bringing in Dragon Lee. Yeah, yeah, and well, and I thought um, you thought AOP, AOP, so. But uh, FTR, they're going to get some bookings in Mexico out of this. Well, and now how many how many championships have they held at this point? Uh, they're, they're, they're racking. They're looking like the Dudleys. by my count about eight. I think twice NXT, twice Raw, twice SmackDown, once AEW, now AAA. Man, that's a match. It's too bad we couldn't have because there's still a lot. The Dudleys and FTR, man. And uh, the other thing we got today for our uh, look at the looking at the territories, we got GCW. War ready coming up on this Saturday, Narge. And I'm going to run down the card here. The main event's going to be uh, Minoru Suzuki and Nick Gage. The king of this shit. Against Nick Gage. No, what? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> they call Suzuki the king for a reason, my friend. We're going to call my son Murray up. And I'm, at, I'm we're going to ask him, what's Nick Gage going to do to Minoru Suzuki? And he's going to say, pizza cutter daddy. That makes that makes Rachel so happy. I'm yeah, sure. she's gonna be real excited. My three year old knows what Nick Gage does with his pizza cutter. Right. <laughs> and from what I said, he, he cuts too. pizza, Daddy. <laughs> he sure does. Pizzas of a pizza his that opponent's, ass boy. Opponent's forehead. So, uh, match I'm looking forward to on this one. Jonathan Gresham is taking on Alex Zane, which should be damn good. It should be good. I know you're a Gresham guy. He's he's a I'm little, big. I'm big Gresham guy. He's a little slow for me. I learned that with the Suzuki match a couple weeks back. His look, that mask is one of the. Oh yeah, I mean, it's one of the most fantastic. They call him the things. octopus, so he wears a, like an octopus mask. With He's a little slow for me. Where Zane is a little more risk taking, a little more yeah. high. Fl- so it's it, it should be a nice clash of styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it should make strategy pretty clear. Gresham's going to try to catch Zane. Zane's going to try and avoid Gresham. Yeah, well, it's going to be a lot. It, it's going to be Tom and Jerry. I mean, yeah. if we're laying it out, that's what right, it's right. Be. Uh, Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson, and Starboy Charlie taking on Jacob Fatu and Juicy Finau. Uh Starboy Charlie, I hope he's prepared for a very long weekend. Yeah, he's getting yeah. whooped. I think he's looking up at the lights at the end of this one. I Yeah, I think so. They're going to do their best, but the big boys are taking the little yeah. guy out. Uh, Arez, I'm not familiar with him that much, taking on Ninja Mac. No, I I think that's going to be more of your lucha, high-flying. Flippy, flippy shit. Fl- There's going to be a lot of flippy shit. So they announced this one, uh, I think it was yesterday. Marco's favorite wrestler, Effie, is going to take on Effie, Psycho the Clown. Effie's awesome, guys. Effie's great. Who's he taking on? He's got Psycho the Clown. I don't know anything about Psycho the Clown, but they I really do not built like him clowns, up, so. so. Uh, then the, uh, well, to me, the main event, the GCW tag team title match, we talked about it earlier. Uh, Warner and Justice against the Briscoe Brothers. Somebody, do you think they'll bleed in this match, Mark? I don't think they can't not bleed. <laughs> Those guys are like totally tubular. Uh, there will be bloodshed in this match within yep. the first and, 120 seconds. And I'll say this. I mean, Jay Briscoe to me is one of the most legit looking guys in wrestling. I, I mean, he looks like he's going to beat the crap out of you any given moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, but he does. His bro- I mean, Mance Warner's got the same look. The crazy eyeballs and the... Justice has more of a rock star 
yeah, yeah, look yeah. to him. Yeah. You saw their finisher, this doomsday device steel chair thing to the head, right? It's, yeah. ab- it, it's great pro- technique. It's, it is not safe at all. No. I love watching it, but somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. You know who got hurt the last show? Who's that? A gentleman named Alex Cologne. Oh, yeah? We're going to talk about him here yeah, in a we'll, bit. we'll bring him up later on here. Uh, big show coming up on Saturday, Narge. Also, uh, Bound for Glory from Impact. That's their that's their WrestleMania, that's, right? That's their biggest Bound show. Of uh, Impact World Championship, Christian Cage against Josh Alexander. And I think we agree Josh Alexander is going to probably take this. I think so. Um, unfortunately for Christian Cage, I think I think he's going to start getting booked like Matt Hardy. I think I he it. starts to fall down. Yeah. yeah, he was Tony's shiny new toy for a minute. Yep, he was their big announcement. And it went he like a bridged over to Impact, but I think he's yeah. he's welcome to Rampage, Christian, because that's where you're heading. So, but uh, Josh Alexander, for my money, is the best wrestler in Impact right now. So. No matter who he was taking on, I would have him winning the world title here. Because he's been, I think, long overdue. He was the X Division champion forever. But uh, he gave that title up to challenge Christian. So I don't see him leaving without hardware on Saturday. No, and he's been there a while. I mean, he's a face of the company. And that's yeah. they want to get that belt back on somebody right, right. who's synonymous yeah. with Impact. So. so the other candidate for best wrestler at Impact, uh, Deanna Perrazzo, is putting her belt on the line against Mickey James. That'll be fun. That's going to be a good match. Remember Mickey James, right, AJ? Not fondly, but yes. <laughs> Not fondly? Remember the, she had an inappropriate touching of Trish Stratus. Some hate going on here. Some hate. That. Is there a chance that Mickey wins this and takes it to NWA? Is the door that open? I don't know. I mean, I think Deanna's untouchable right now. Yeah. I know. Uh, shout out to Gary, who was on earlier. Gary's a big Deanna mark. He lo- oh, yeah. He loves some Perrazzo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Impact Knockouts Tag Team Title. You're going to be excited about this, Narge. Decay, which is Havoc and uh, Rosemary, are going to defend against the Inspiration. Yes. Uh, Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay. Tell them who this is, Narge. Peyton Royce and uh, Billy Kay from WWE NXT. Two of my absolute favorite ladies last couple of years. Uh, my wife and I went to see it. My wife can't stand Billy Kay. So she screamed every time she got hit. She was like, ah, ah, ah. My wife's like, what is her deal? That's also her O face. Um, hey, hey, this is not Pornhub. I don't want to hear that again. Yeah, we don't have to I'm show sorry. Uh, but Cassie Lee, one of the most uh, gorgeous ladies in professional wrestling. Oh, she's she a knockout. Is, uh, she, is she married to Sean Spears? She's married to Sean Spears. Yeah. Lucky guy. I don't know what she sees in him. I mean, you know, the the six pack and the yeah. bill. I so if you find that attractive, I guess. Right, if you go for know. that sort of thing. Yeah, you know. whatever. But apparently uh, Cassie and Jessica have been going to Sean Spears' school late, like the last several months to kind of shake off the ring rust and kind of get their shit together. They're the heels coming into this match based on the promo I heard. I don't think they're going to be heels for long. I think uh, they're going to fly over. Yeah, they're going to – I think they win. Uh, I don't know. You know? I don't know. I th- Again, it's too easy to have the shiny new toy come in and just win all off the bat. It is, but sometimes the most simple thing makes the most sense. All right. So why are we hearing you again? I don't know. <laughs> so we mentioned that Sean or Sean Josh Alexander gave up the X Division title to get his title shot. So they're determining a new X Division champion in a three way. Uh, Trey Miguel from used to be with the Rascals against Black Taurus from AAA. And El Phantasmo, who's with the Bullet Club in New Japan. 
I would give that to Trey Miguel, I think. I, I'm, I'm thinking you're right. Trey's pretty much the poster boy for the X Division right now. He is. I did, uh, I follow him on Twitter. I think he's feeling some regret yeah. by leave his friends. who uh, MSK. Many, uh, MSK. Yeah. Um, he's getting a little heat. Hey, we've got belts. You don't. Yeah, he, he <laughs> posted the other day that he was like, this makes me happy, but it makes me sad at the same time because he could have been a part of that. So. Yeah. so this confuses me, Narch. Maybe, I don't know if you know any more than I do, but. They're having a match to determine the first ever Impact Digital Media Champion. Yeah, this is a new belt. I think it's they're ripping new, off Zach, or, uh, Cardona. Cardona. Yeah. Uh, John Schuyler versus Hernandez versus Falaba versus Jordan Grace. So there's a woman in the match. I, I think this Granted, is Jordan Grace can beat up anybody. Thick mama pump. Thick mama pump. And then there's two open slots, so uh, we don't know who that's going to be. Well, you know, Heath, is Heath on the show? He's back. So Heath Slater's He's back. He's back, yeah. Um, Cardona's got to be in, right? I would think so. Maybe it's him and Chelsea. Could be. I, this is going to turn into the 24-7 title. They're not going to take this seriously. That'll be like defended on YouTube or something. Yeah, it'll be a YouTube thing. Yeah. Hey, if they want to defend it on a podcast, I know a place. Heck I yeah. know a couple of guys. Oh, yeah. I have a match right here in Champaign, Illinois. So the other thing they've got to The table is square, just yeah. like, That's like true. the ring. Put That's true. But they'd have to be, it'd have to be midget wrestling. Yes. Yes. They called them little people. Little people wrestling. I'm sorry, but the guys that came to town called themselves midget wrestling. I feel like it was appropriate. <laughs> if they say it, then it's fair game. But the other thing they got announced for about for Glory Narge, Awesome Kong is getting inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame. Well, well do. Absolutely. Sure. I she feel just so retired bad. not too long ago. I feel so. so bad for her because she... She was gonna have a moment in WWE, and then yeah, it didn't work. Circumstances yeah, happen. Just things yeah. happen, and it's unfortunate. AW brought her in, and then things happen, yeah, and yeah. she probably just had enough. She was doing Glow, the TV show, yeah. then that got canceled. So, it's just... but uh, well, well deserved, and kudos to Impact for doing that. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I think that's uh, hang on a minute. I'm gonna throw oh, hang hang on. on a minute. Yeah, I was gonna, What's I'm up? gonna throw it to Mark. Hang on, we one have. A guest. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. And... Hello, Rachel. Can you hear us? She's connecting to audio, it says. Well, well let's yeah, see what happens here. You are in so much trouble right the, now. The <laughs> <laughs> I hope she didn't hear what I said about uh, Cassie and... <laughs> Rachel, you're not connected to audio yet, it says. Damn there, that Wi-Fi she did and not Muhammad. connect to audio. Wait. Let's see. Yeah, she doesn't have her audio working. Rachel, you gotta you gotta press the microphone button. Approve the mic. Oh, that's she's, a, she's gone already. Yeah, that's uh, a special guest we don't want. Oh, wait a minute. Here uh, she goes. Oh, you said something. She's she's connected. There she is. Hi, Hello. Rachel. Oh, hey there. Hey, look at that. Wait hey, a minute. Look at our, that. Look at that. It's our, our buddy, our, Kyler. Our, our, our road producer's here. <laughs> What's up, buddy? What's up, Kyler? Hey. You are the first official live guest of Jumping the Rail Live, Kyler. How's that feel? Ever. It feels great. The crowd approves. Kyler just got done with uh, flag football tonight. Nice. How do we do? Well, we got the ball passed to once, and a person intercepted it. I re- didn't really do much, but that sounds like Odell Beckham for the Cleveland Browns. Did you have fun? Yes. That's all that matters. Yeah, it's true. All right, give us your best wrestling question. 
that you want these two guys to be able to answer? Oh. <laughs> On the spot. Or tell them something you know they don't agree with, but you believe yep. in. Tell me, tell me some way that your dad is wrong. Tell me how uh, Bubba Ray and Devon Nasty are okay, the best tag team go. of all time. Here we go, he says. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Murray. Really all right, Kyler, you got something? Hey, Merman. No, I don't, I don't really. You don't. All right, hey, tell everybody who your favorite wrestler is one more time. Anybody listening? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Murray, you're, who's your, you're good. Murray, who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, who's shot. Murray's favorite wrestler? Murray likes the fiend. Yeah, does it hurt that nobody said pain train? Yeah, they don't. Understand. <laughs> who's a pain train? What the is a pain train? The legacy. Pain train. That's, that's pain uh, train. That's when you eat jalapenos uh, and you go to the bathroom and they come out your back end. Painfully. Hardcore wrestling legend from Central Illinois, the pain train. Terry Tate, the office linebacker. That's the pain train right. as well. Kyler, have you been listening to the show tonight? Uh, no. Busted. Oh my god! You hear this? And he wants us to look at that. What is that? He has a YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Where's the your... yes. the Nargetastic Voyage? Isn't that what it's called? Yes. I, mean, I want everybody to listen that. right now and listen carefully, okay? Kyler doesn't listen to our podcast. We don't watch his video cast. You see how that works? It's only fair. It's a cooperative so, thing. Tell your here, mom kid. to move your bed out to the garage. <laughs> <laughs> we're, li- we're we're giving your room to Scrappy so that uh, Murray's happy. Kyler, thanks for joining us, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Keep listening. Thanks, kiddo. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, see ya. That is an option, folks. Anybody else wants to come on? Dwayne, yep, Dwayne, the, the 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 Rock Carter out there. Yeah, I've, I put a, I put a meeting link in here for people to join. So if you're listening live, you are more than welcome to call in. Absolutely. Yeah. I know we have uh, friends of the show. As Gary, if he's still out there, I'd right, love right. to hear from Gary. So, oh wait a minute. Uh oh. Oh. Uh oh. Who we got? It is the Rock. We have the we speed have. Bump. We have Dwayne the Speed Bump Cutter coming in. Dwayne, how's it going? He's got to hook up his audio, too. He doesn't know how to do that. (laughs) Oh, come on now. (laughs) Don't piss off our viewer. There he is. Oh, he's still connecting, but we got a green light here, so that's good news. He knows we're not talking about Kiss or anything before 1990, Unfortunately, Nia Jax is not in our agenda this (laughs) week. He's still trying. He's still trying. Yeah, there will be no Nia Jax as well. AJ, (laughs) your feelings on Nia Jax? don't have any fair enough no nothing good Thank nothing you. bad cousin of the rock because uh nia Jax is dwayne carter's favorite person well, hey mark while we're waiting on dwayne you want to discuss we've got things in the pipeline we've don't got, give everything away we've got well so the brown m&m this week all right there are several people we have spoken to about possibly bringing on the show to interview these are folks the, from the WWE. WWE. These are not just your the ECW, right? ECW, GCW. We we have feelers out and we have commitment. We're making deals all over the place. We're making deals. But, who? But who do you? But we want to. We want to give you a list of some names, okay? That we have spoken to. We haven't gotten any commitments yet. We don't know who. We, no, we're working on nothing some confirmed yet. But we want to hear from you, from these people, and Mike and Mark are going to give you these names because, to be quite honest. No knowledge here. But they're going to tell you the names of some of the people we've reached out to to try to see if we can get something worked out. But we would love, as our brown M&M this week, for you to let us know which of these people you'd really like to hear us interview. Okay? Mark, you start with this. All right. Well, the most recent person I reached out to on Twitter was uh, Father James Mitchell from uh, ECW, the Sinister Minister. He just got a lot of time on Dark Side of the Ring two weeks back on the Canyon Right, on the Canyon episode, yeah. 
I most recently reached out to a longtime friend of mine, a local individual, somebody who spent over 20 years in the WWE, and that is former WWE referee Jack Doan. Uh, many may remember him from being injured by Vader on Raw back in the day, but Jack Doan, a lot to talk about. I'd love to get him on the show. We've discussed it. Um, I think he'd be great. Uh, I've also... I've got uh, some feelers out there to a couple of uh, independent gentlemen, some deathmatch wrestlers. Right, right. Which would be an, a very entertaining interview. I mean, these guys, uh, they're out there. They're putting their bodies on the line. Yeah. Um, it's its its a different art form of professional wrestling. Absolutely. So we've got a few of those gentlemen as well. Yep. And uh, like I said, we have our, our big announcement at the end of the show. We will be announcing our first interview subject. It's a big one. It's a big one, but we're get, you gotta wait till the end. You gotta stay. Stay. Now tuned. I wanna I wanna do what they call manage expectations real quick. I think it's only fair we do this. Okay, we have reached out to people that you all have been watching win championship after championship on the WWE, Stone Cold, The Rock. You know those guys, the guys you really love. And I just want to let you guys know it's not any of them fucking people because that we're not that fucking big yet. So if you help us get this thing grown. I promise you, one day we might get the Gilbert. coup de gras will be <laughs> one of those guys. I mean, I think Dwayne Johnson would have a blast with us, especially if we if we sat around drinking what is it, La Tramania, uh, La Tramana, La Tramana, uh, Terramana, Terramana Tra- tequila. Which, by the way, if The Rock is listening or if any of his people are, we like free bottles. You know who we're going. I like free this. bottles. You it's know who tequila. I really want to get on this show, and he may be the greatest superstar of all time. We're going to go to the Olive Garden. We're going to get some breadsticks. We're going to bring him on. And that's Virgil. We got to bring Vincent. Soul Vir- AJ. Soul Train Mike your friend, Your friend Virgil is really that awesome? He doesn't know anybody named Virgil. Probably his he, best friend. Virgil would bring his own table. He has friends. I Two of them. Had. I thought we were his friends. No, he's got Virgil and Nate. That, that's what I said about you, remember? And then he just kept coming over after. And I was like, I, oh, shit. Well, yeah, they. Yeah, I was getting food here and drink, and then you know it, it worked out. So, but stay tuned to the end. Honestly, yeah, absolutely, Mar- Mark, you will not be disappointed. Mark Redman, not Marco. Very excited about this announcement. I'm excited. This will be fun. It'll be 90 minutes of storytelling, maybe an hour. 90. Minutes. We're gonna figure it out. But stay tuned to the end. Big announcement. Yes, we big, did post huge. a Zoom. Huge. Huge. We did post a Zoom link in the uh, comment traffic for this event tonight. Anybody that wants to call in using Zoom may. I would strongly recommend you call in using your handheld phone or your iPad and listen to us on another device. I don't think you can do it at the same time. I think that's why Dwayne is having problems connecting to hear us or to speak to us. So make sure that whatever device you call us on, is not the same device you're listening to us on. That's number one. Number yep. two, turn down the device you're listening to us on once you connect with us. Otherwise, we'll get a ring back, and we'll hear ourselves talking, and it'll start cycling. And I'll tell you what, that's some painful-ass shit right there, people. It hurts. Okay? Mark, moving on. All right. So it's time for our Heat and Shine segment, Oh, wait Mark. a minute. Oh, heat and on. Shine? Heat and Shine? I want to place. I found some new music for this. This professional. So let's see. Uh, I think we'll try this one. Are you ready? Are you ready? 
The dogs are barking. It's time to get at it, folks. It's time for Heat and Shine. All right. So let's go. So this is kind of a sticking point uh, that we're going to get into. Narge, our question this week, how well have Minoru Suzuki and the other New Japan stars been booked in AEW? I'll let you go first. I personally think they... Try not to kiss Tony's ass. Yeah, I've I've got mixed feelings about this, but they're bringing folks over that are not as well known. I do like some of the hype videos and things like that. I personally feel I don't want to cut you. I don't want to cut you off because I want to give you a little bit here, but I feel like they could have built Suzuki up a little bit more. Him showing up and just Jim Ross and them building him up in 15, 30 seconds. Not quite enough for me. I I thought it was a mistake having him and Moxley early. Him and Kingston would have been okay. Kingston can take a loss. I think people expect that. Suzuki should have came over, should have built up his win-loss record, mostly wins, and then worked to Moxley, worked to Danielson. But you come over, and this previous YouTube thing, they fed Suzuki to Danielson, which is fine, but Suzuki's already 0-2. Right. Big oh, deal. 0-3. Oh, Who else do you lose? It was uh, Suzuki and Archer lost to Moxley and Kingston. Right, and then he lost to Mox. Lost to Mox and now Danielson. Right, but before he wrestled him, he was 0-2. Oh, okay. Afterwards, he's 0-3. But I yeah. bet coming into the match, he was 0-2. Um, let him come over. Let him be it up. Fuego or any of these other schlubs that aren't yeah. doing anything. Let him run through the Nightmare family. Would have been fantastic. The Dark Order. Let him beat yeah. all six, seven, twelve of them. You know what a fun match would have been? The Suzuki and Pillman Jr. Yeah. I'd have been okay with that. And Pillman can take a loss. He's young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that that's my only issue with it is they bring these guys over. Um, I'm going to quote Dutch Mantel, who uh, spoke the other day and said, who gives a shit? Like, nobody knows him. A casual wrestling fan has no idea who Minoru Suzuki is. They don't. Yeah. A diehard fan yourself. I had to ask you. I didn't know who he was. I had to ask you. And you were like, oh, he's... I, I'm pretty sure I read a quote the other day. Am I going to... you going to talk about... He's he's the Goldberg of uh, Japanese wrestling. He is most certainly not the Goldberg of Japanese wrestling. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I agree with you. I think Suzuki's been over in the States for a couple months now, right? Doing his tour. He, he's done a... World tour, well, uh, uh, national tour, a national tour. I mean, he's but worked them all. He's, he's been doing GCW. He's done, he's going to Impact. I think GCW has done better with him than AEW has. Yeah, he, I mean, look at the the names that he's, he's he wrestled Gresham in L.A. He wrestled Homicide in New York. Who won the Gresham? He won. Right? He won. Yeah. He won. And then, when the Gage real, came then the real King came out. Well, the other King. The real. King. I'm sorry, Nick Gage. Don't kill me. Uh, but no, but we got Gage and Suzuki this coming. I think he's got another. I think he. It's not Effie, I don't think, but he's got somebody else coming he, up. Now he wrestled Joey Janela last week. Janela, that's and what I was thinking. Beat of. the snot out of him, but good for Joey. Janela's taking ass kicking pretty well. Joey is really reaping the benefits of GCW. Oh yeah, he's laughing all the way to the bank in this. Absolutely. Another guy I love to get on the show sometimes. The Joey bad Janela. boy. Yeah, we got to reach out to. I don't think we have. Have we? Reached, I haven't. No. I want him. He's the bad boy. He'd, he'd be cool. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I, GCW's done the best with Suzuki. As far as the Forbidden Door thing, Tony, I think has just dropped the ball with New Japan in general. 
I think he expects too much out of the fans. I th- yeah, he thinks all the fans have his knowledge of Japanese wrestling. And I'm a big AEW mark, but I don't have the same knowledge right. that you have. Like, I had to explain to you who Kojima was when he wrestled Moxley Not at a clue. Uh, yeah. All Out. Uh, Nagata came in for uh, to be a tag team. Now, I knew Moxley. Nagata, but that was... But that's Nagata. He's 53 years old. Yeah, I knew something. him with Sonny Ono. Right, taking selfies in the aisle. Yeah, I had no idea what he's done since. Right, he, I mean, he's been a solid hand in New Japan, but he's long out of the title hunt. Never... How come we haven't seen the great Muda yet? I don't He still know. works, He right? still works. Uh, maybe it's affiliation, maybe uh, all, or uh, whatever promotion he's running in Japan doesn't want to work with Tony. It's possible. Well, let me ask you this. So, you said GCW's done the best with the open door. Uh, with the Japanese stars. With, the, with the Suzuki, yeah. What is... Impact going to do with him? Who's he working Impact? Uh, they haven't said yet, I don't think. Well, I mean, who do you want him to work? That's what I'm asking. Who I want to see him work with is Alexander. Yeah. Alexander's got that amateur base. And so. He can, he, can, he can take a look. Uh, are you booking that right now? Alexander beats Christian. Suzuki shows up. That's how we end the show. Suzuki, th- Alexander face off. Nope. I think you built to it. That's the yep. problem. That's the mistake Tony made. He put him right with Moxley. I would start him off. The man has to go back home at some point. At some point, yeah. He doesn't live here. I'll tell you who He's I really staying in Joey's spare room. You know who I would love to honest. see Suzuki wrestle in uh, Impact? Moose, Joe Doring. Ah, Doring's a monster heel in Japan and for pro wrestling Noah in all Japan, and he could have a real slugfest with I Suzuki. See, I want to see him with Moose. You know who I want to see him with? We haven't seen him in a while. The world's most dangerous man. Ken Shamrock, yeah. Ken Shamrock and that, Suzuki. That, that happened in Pancrase back in the 90s. See, that's why you're on this show. Suzuki I tapped, had no idea. Suzuki tapped Shamrock out twice in Pancrase. I can I, shoot pro wrestling. We and See, on. we could talk about oh, that. Oh, hang on. We got a call. Do, do we have Dwayne? Dwayne, can you hear us? Are you there? Check one, two. Checkity check, check. Dwayne? Well, Dwayne is showing to be here. He he's talking he's, to himself in his room. I must be. Dwayne, uh... We finally got you in on the Zoom. Oh, wait a minute. You there, buddy? Dwayne, you there? <laughs> Dwayne. <laughs> uh, still Dwayne, morning, folks. unmute yourself, Dwayne. He shows he's there. I he hear something. It sounds like, uh, let's see here. Can you hear us? Dwayne wait? says, damn it, this isn't like a beeper like I had back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne's, Dwayne's worried. How's this shit work? It ain't 1989 no more. We Come love on, Dwayne. Dwayne. We love you, man. Dwayne is perpetually. It stuck. says it says you're here, but we don't hear you. Can you hear us? Can anybody hear us? Hey, we're waiting on Dwayne though, Mark. Does that uh, not write itself though? Ken Ken hasn't been around for a while. I mean, it, it would make sense. Take, it would take some. They'd have to do some finagling to make possibly, it work. Possibly, possibly, but I wouldn't mind. I mean, you no, said be he a fun, beat him. It'd be a fun attraction. Today's word of the day is finagling. Uh, I mean, what does he come out and then Shamrock returns and says, I want revenge. I mean, can they get access to that footage? Is there? I think Suzuki might have been one of the bigwigs in Pancrase. I want to know their age. So he I might have access to it. I don't have Kyler here. Suz- uh, we don't have Kylerpedia with us, but I think Suzuki's in his early 50s. All right. Shamrock probably mid-50s, if I had to guess. While we're trying to get the, the Carter on. You remember Ken Shamrock, right, AJ? Yeah, he's about the same age as uh, Tajiri, right? He is 57. Uh, probably older than Tajiri. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. like five years older than. Yeah, Ken Shamrock, 57, and Minoru Suzuki is... You're going all McAfee on me. It's Minoru. Wow, whatever. 
53. There's only four years four years of age there. Right. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Minoru, is that what you said? Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki. You say he's 53? He's 53. And he's wrestling? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm 53. The only wrestling I do is with my freaking socks trying to get him on in the morning. Tajiri, 51. So he's the youngest yeah. of the crowd there. But. Yeah. Oh, at least there's a like child in involved. <laughs> Mood is probably older than Suzuki, younger than Shamrock, if I had to guess. I would bet Mood is 60. Um, Keiji Muto. My favorite meme I saw this week was a parody of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown with Muda's face. 58. He, oh, 58. So him and Shamrock, very close. Yeah, yeah. I would, love to see, I would love to see Muda come to do AEW or GCW at some point. You know who's older than all of them and still wrestling? Sting. The Stinger. <laughs> if you can call what he does wrestling. 62 years old. And stealing Sting? the shine 62? from all the young guys. 62. All right, so we kind of touched on this segment last episode, but we're going to go into it further this week. It's our Top 10 Tuesday that we do every week on the page on Facebook. I've got complaints it's also on instagram so i'm gonna first off i'm gonna run down the category and my list here because i do the list and large uh, complains about it every week folks there every week not been a week i haven't complained. without fail he will complain about if something. the number one person on the list what is it of the attitude error top is, 10 stars of the it, attitude error is the attitude error is that when uh, hulk hogan had the dark beard well yeah but he wasn't in the attitude error because that was wcw this is WWF. Okay, because the right answer for number one is Hulk Hogan. I just want to say that. Uh, no, you are wrong. Yeah. These are opinions. Have you not heard of the <laughs> Texas Rattlesnake? Yeah, Stone Cold Steel. Is that Stone Cold Steel? Let me run down the list here. Real I quick. like the beer drinker. All right, so number 10, we got the ninth winner of the world, China. We talked about her in our history segment, being the first female intercontinental champion. <laughs> and, Wait a uh, minute. She's at number 10, but she's the ninth one. Couldn't yes. you have just like swapped them two just to make it really uh, prophetic? I don't like to play the two card. Li- they're going to take her off the list here in a minute. Uh, f- number nine, I got Chris Jericho. Fuzzy. I got him low on the list because he wasn't there for a lot of the Attitude Era. He was there from 99 basically to 02. I, I love him, but I think he could be removed as well. So uh, I, I, while we're on topic, Chris Jericho, Fozzie. Why Fozzie? That's not fuck Ozzy, right? So no. what? what is Fozzie for? It's just... Uh, Does he like Fozzie the Bear? It's a spoof of Fozzie Osborne, like Ozzy Osborne, you know. Okay. All right. That band was he created was from Goose another McQueen. band. Yeah, that band was Stuck created Mojo. from Stuck Mojo. Right on. I know that one. Okay. All right. So number eight I got, and I wish I could have put him higher, but same deal for the Attitude Era. He wasn't there that long. It's uh, the Rocket Owen Hart. Yep. Who, for my money, is probably my top five all-around wrestlers, period. But for this category, I've got my number eight. Number seven. I've got the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Would have been higher had he lasted longer. Exactly, yeah. 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 After That's kind of my criteria. You know. yeah. uh, number six, I've got Mick Foley, uh, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, Mankind, you name it. He's he a, was, I mean, he permeated through the attitude. Oh, yeah, era. yeah, yeah. Did he, because we saw that wrestling, that, that match earlier, Cactus Jack and then mm-hmm. Mankind. Did Mick Foley ever wrestle as? Mick Foley? Yes. Yes. Okay, because I, I know his, his name, but I don't know any of his other names. Not until his last, finger oh. quotes, last match at WrestleMania 2000. He yeah. was Mick I Foley. think he actually became more famous to me mentally when they did that uh, documentary about him, and it was, if if I recall, super depressing. Uh, the um, Beyond the Mat? That might have been. It was a I documentary been, yeah. on him, but it just it showed him, and like 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 a lot of his life was desperation. Is that a... 
I, uh, I you might be guy. mixing up some guys. I might be. Yeah. I may have seen the wrestler once. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> and the wrestler would with de- Mickey Rourke. That would right. describe a lot of guys. Actually, why did I almost think it was Mickey Rooney? That would have been funny as hell. Watch Mickey, Mickey Rooney and the wrestler. That would have been hilarious. Anybody that does Photoshop, if you can do the movie poster of the wrestler with Mickey Rooney's face. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. I have a place on Facebook called Photoshop of Horrors that I get all those things I send you guys. Uh-huh. I'll send him a note. I'll ask him, hey, can you do awesome. this for us? That would be fantastic. We, saw, we already saw Mickey work this weekend. Yes, where He's did we see him? the lead singer of Steel Panther. That's right, uh-huh. that's right. Michael you are now known as the Mickey Rourke of Steel Panther. Michael Steele, right? Yes. With no, e. no, Michael. No, no. Uh, I'll get to it. It's not Steele. Michael Steele is the head of the Republican oh, uh, National Conference different. for a few very years. Different. You're going to get kicked uh, out of this house. All right. So I'm going to no, keep going. No, it's okay. <laughs> this time. All right. So our number five, I'm going to keep moving here. Uh, the Big Red Machine Kane comes at number five. No disagreement. That's right where he deserves. Arguably, I think five is... I would argue the best debut in the Attitude Era when he showed up at Bad Blood and ripped the door off the cell and yep. Tombstone. That, it's that a Michael Starr. Starr, thank you. Who apparently, according to Narge, looks just like Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. Right. Kane and Jericho debuts right there. Yeah. yeah. But Kane, Kane beats him. His was an in-ring debut. Like He debuted actually getting physical. Yeah. Uh, number four, and I think I know this is one where you disagree, Narge. I've got The Undertaker at number four. No, no, I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm okay. not. I'm not. Huge I mean, he was. Yeah. He was basically. He was the Rock. Well, not the Rock, but you know, he was the. He was the leader of that locker room. My issues with this list reside at the final two, or okay. not at the beginning. The we were ten and nine. Nine to ten. Okay. Yeah. Nine. All right. So number three, I've got the game. I got Triple H at number three. Okay. Just he was the best heel in the company for pretty much the entire Attitude Era, for my money. And uh, here's our one and number two. Number two, let me see here. Where is it? I'm looking for my, there we go. So number two, I've got The Rock. Dwayne Dwayne Johnson. You got a button? I got, hang on, I got a button for my number one. Press the button. Our number one. The Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is oh, boy. hell yeah. nobody embodied the Attitude Era like uh, Austin did. Yeah, there's one other person that you left off the list. All right, uh, so oh. I've done my one through ten. What is your what is your uh, omission? Who do you Vince? leave off and where do they belong? Vince fucking McMahon. I'm going wrestler. You, I'm going I'm, by wrestlers. He wrestled. That was part he of his era. A, he wasn't a full-time wrestler, though. Uh, it, so Vince, and the only other one is... If I would have said greatest characters of the Attitude Era, Vince would be number one. Are we doing, oh, so we're doing wrestlers. wrestlers okay, so only. I got to do characters. See, so I was going characters because I'm thinking everybody jump aboard the hoe train. The Godfather that, epitomized. That I was trying to find a spot for like your Val Venuses, yeah. your Godfathers, your, you know. My, my, but he could stay off. My only issue was obviously Vince. And I felt like Kai Vince. Kai. I felt like you could have slipped Vince in at 10 or 9. Right. China, I get. Jericho, nah, he was kind of on the. He was on the he was working, tail yeah. end of the yeah. Because I mean, like Bret Hart was on the beginning of the. You yeah, know. he was only there for less than a year of the Attitude Era, right? So, but I think ben, ben actually my, him leaving in Survivor Series was basically the jump start of that the Attitude started Mister McMahon, yeah. right? So, so AJ, uh, what was, do you think about this? You got any thoughts ask, on this list? I think that was literally the era he watched. Yeah, right. That's so, all that them. That was what ninety-seven to like oh two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was pretty much it. Him and him and. Him and our good friend Josh. I, I didn't really see any issues with the list. I agree for the most part. Uh, Uh-oh. 
I feel like Sean Sean Michaels got kind of added, like as an homage. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time, but he was out for quite a few years with a back injury. Yeah, because he was gone by March of '98, which is very early in the Attitude Era. I think if he would have remained healthy, then yes, he belongs. Oh, absolutely. But I mean that that's only because he wasn't capable to actually partake in the entire attitude era and right, that was right. uh, that was around the same time that triple h took over degeneration x as well uh as well correct yeah and after you, wrestlemania triple h took over brought x Pac in got the you outlaws you could have so. put the outlaws in at a spot i could have so. i could have i was trying to i was trying to think if i should put tag teams in they, I might, maybe the best tag, tag teams, teams of the attitude era ta- there might there should be a list best tag teams of the 90s coming up sometime all right so aj there. did mark miss Anybody from the Attitude Era that you believe should have at least made that top 10? Like maybe one of the people he picked, you're like, eh, not so much, but there's another person you would have been like, but I'd have liked, I think this person fits in there. Maybe uh, even tied for 10th, doesn't matter. Vince McMahon. I honestly, <laughs> honestly, Narge isn't wrong. Uh, I think if we were going based on character, Vince McMahon should be in there, and Mark already said he'd be number one if we went off character. Right, right. Um, I think Shane McMahon was also really good. He was really good at selling it. Yeah. Uh, I think... Honestly, it was a great list, though. You you can't really take Stone Cold out of number one. No, no. Um, you can't move the Rock at all from number two. No, they were uh, they were pretty much. Well, one I one could a because I'd put the Rock two. above Stone Cold every day of the week myself. Well, but his that's because I better overall. Impact. No, I just I like I I always liked like as much as Texas Rattlesnake all sure. that. Dwayne Johnson, the Rock, to me epitomized the glory moment of wrestling. Like I see wrestling now. Far down from where it was when he was the guy, and Stone Cold, of course, was I think his nemesis many times, right? Uh, they, uh, they were they, on, they were they frenemies. Had on three different WrestleManias together, right? So, that was but I always Austin's felt retirement. Yeah, yep. but I always felt felt that The Rock was the guy. So I went, this guy just has all the pieces of the puzzle together. Oh yeah, The Rock had the pedigree, he had the talent, the he athleticism. did, but he was he was always chasing Steve. Steve was okay. there first. All right, yeah. Okay. So The Rock was chasing him, and The Rock dethroned him, and that essentially, I think, is why Steve Austin's number one, because The Rock was cha- he was nipping at his heels. It was Steve Austin's very last match. Was The Rock? Yeah. If anybody personally knows Steve or Dwayne, and wants to get them hooked up with us, and they can tell us how wrong we are, we'll gladly hear them. I know Dwayne Carter. Can we get him on? Yeah, I we tried to get Dwayne That's Carter working, on, but you know his uh, <laughs> audio wasn't working. But no, uh, as Mark said, you know, Stone Cold just epitomized exactly what the Attitude Era is, and there's nobody that can really dethrone him in that scenario. The Rock was really good uh, selling every match that he was a part of and making it very entertaining and very realistic, and he just did an all-around great job. I I think it's a given that The Rock was the best promo in the company at the time. Yes. Just in general, he was a catchphrase machine and... He had the charisma, and he had the. I always had the crowd eating out of the palm of his hand when he was talking. But, I'm just uh, glad they didn't call him the chef. Can you smell what the chef is cooking? That would have just been like two on point. I'm, it was probably discussed at some point. To be honest, the, uh, there's a there's a bunch of cards on the floor that say nope, nope, nope. The first time Marco that the Rock ever said smell what the Rock is cooking, he said it to Jennifer Flowers at WrestleMania in a backstage interview. Bill Clinton's squeeze. Yeah, I know who Governor that is. Clinton squeeze. Gov- whatever. Governor Clinton. The thing is, is, is you joke about the chef thing, and if you ask, Mark probably remembers, but Steve Austin was not originally going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> what was he going to be? Well, they gave him a pretty notorious list of names. I just remember two off the top of my head. One was Ice Dagger. 
Okay. Uh, oh, was that because Vanilla Ice was hot at the time? No, because they were. He was looking for something with like alluding to cold, basically. Okay. Uh, Fang McFrost was that one was of them. That's the one I remember. That's Fang horrible. McFrost. That's not even the worst one. No, that's well. Okay, if it gets worse than that, maybe we don't need to hear it. Are you ready? Go. Chili McFreeze. <laughs> oh hell yeah, Chili McFreeze. <laughs> <laughs> he'd have been uh he'd have been what we call nowadays a country rapper or a crapper. Yeah. Chili Willy. He he would have went in the crapper, that's yeah. for sure. All right, we have another uh couple seconds here before we move to the next segment. I just want to ask AJ a question. Shoot. From a neophyte who's not a wrestling guy, never really was. You two are huge wrestling fans, still are, even though you're more along the lines cheering for different promotions, but you guys still have I, I a lot of commonality. But I'm also critical right? of promotions. But AJ you used to watch wrestling. You used to get into it. Now, obviously, you grew up one day and realized, hey, it's maybe not exactly what it was when you were really young. But is there a reason you stopped watching? Do you not watch it at all today? And if not, why not? Uh, no, I don't really watch it at all anymore. Um, and all don't the- tell me because you got a job because we all have jobs. <laughs> no, it's just uh, I got older. Um, didn't really find enjoyment seeing new wrestlers that I didn't really follow or know anything about. Um, I didn't have the same passion. The WWE started to get uh, more PG. They they moved away from, you know, the that hardcore stuff and jumping off ladders and all the blood and the half naked ladies. Yeah, right. I, rem- I remember Lita the and HLA. Edge in the bed and Matt Hardy. Yeah, I remember that trifecta with Kane, like yeah. stuff like that. Stuff like that was cool yeah. to me. Yeah, and it was awesome. And it, you just don't see it the mo- that much yeah. anymore. So, what and, would it take to get you back into wrestling? Say it's this show. What would it take to get you back into this the whole wrestling thing to actually care again? Because I mean, I'm telling you right now, we watched this GCW thing a couple weeks ago. We watched a pay per view, and that was honestly for me the first time I watched some wrestling. And I mean, you can ask these guys. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I'm always like that. But these guys were actually invested in killing each other. I mean, it felt we're talking. Light bulbs. Light bulbs, blood everywhere. Panes of Uh, glass. The promotion itself. ECW, but pushed a little bit. And it's not not like on TBS, TNT. So dropping the F-bombs, even the the announcers, they say what they want to say. They use whatever music they want to use. The production quality was meh, but the show was good. Their main star's name is Nick Gage, and he is famous for robbing a bank unmasked to buy drugs. He's on the clean and narrow now. But he's literally their biggest star, Nick Gage. In his promo, Gage. if you listen to it, he says the word fuck about 15 times. He uses that word like we would use and. We went to Chicago to see him, and it's nothing like I don't think we've ever seen before live. No, it was incredible. And we brought Kyler, and we're up front at the entrance. Kyler almost got swept away. They play For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. And the crowd, you it's like it was like a wave. It's just a swell. It's, it's, a, like, it's a rush. It's a rush, and he comes out, and we've got it on video, and everybody comes in, and Kyler's like, oh, Dad! Like, he literally gets swallowed up. And this is how it takes Nick Gage anywhere between 30 seconds to a minute to get to the ring because he has to literally fight his way through his fans to get there, and he loves every second of it. There's it's a no, cool. There's no part where yeah. he's like, fuck off me. Okay? Yeah, he's loving every second. And this of is it. the COVID it. area. This is the COVID era yeah. where – People should fight each other off simply for that reason, and he didn't. At He's like, end, come give me some love. Be at haters, the end of the I don't Chicago care. show, Nick, and this is a guy that you shouldn't really look up. I mean, he robbed a bank for drugs at one point. 
Is that a true story or that a is uh, wrestling story? Absolutely true. That's is it really? True story. Wow. He was he was on hard times. His brother actually killed himself. He jumped yeah. off a bridge. Oh, that's yeah. horrible. To hear. Uh, Justice Payne. Justice Payne. The Hate Club is his tag team partner. And other guys, but Nick. So credit to Brett Lauderdale, who I'd really love to get on this show. Oh, Runs definitely. GCW. If Save we can... Nick Gage. He brought him in, let him live at his house, has turned him in to the Hulk Hogan of GCW. Kyler knows who he is. My three-year-old knows who Nick And I love Nick Gage. I really I like that kind of wrestling. Stay tuned, folks, for a Halloween photo soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to let you I mean, I'm hitting that. It's going to be That's pretty cool. It'll uh, be pretty cool. I think. With Nick Gage, I'm going to plug somebody else's podcast real quick. Do we know other people with podcasts? We, well, we know of other people with podcasts. On oh. Talk is Jericho a couple weeks ago. Jericho had Nick Gage on, and they had a pretty uh, lengthy interview, and he went into everything, like his past, his arrest, his incarceration, then his redemption, getting clean, and where he's at now. And it's for anybody that's got either preconceived notions about Nick Gage or just don't know his story, I would really recommend listening to it. So, uh, you can who of our it. listeners would love to have us try to get Nick Gage on this show? Because it honestly sounds to me March. like it really sounds to me like this guy could be fucking lightning in a bottle. I mean, like I mean, it talk, would be really cool as I'm shit to talk to him. I'm talking 120 minutes of an interview with him. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah I, we would do a special event. Would I you guys be interested? Been, I haven't been excited about one particular wrestler in years. Nick's one of Mance Warner's one, but and I was a huge Mance fan. But Nick just being there live, that energy, I've never felt anything like it. Yeah. I mean, Kyler's background on his iPad, my nine year old right. is him and Nick Gage. And this is the story, AJ. We come up and I was, he's like, I really want to get a picture with him, Dad. He's got twenty people around him, right? Kyler works his way up there and he's like Sir, sir, can I, can, I, can I get a picture with you? And he's like, fuck yeah, little man. And he's like, you know. And so then he comes out. And I'm picked jealous. him up, too. Yeah, he picked him up and he spun him around. I'm jealous. I'm like, man. I, I didn't know Kyler was that gauge. strong. Good job, yeah. Kyler. <laughs> you want to gauge to pick, him, pick you up, too. I want to gauge to pick me up. So Kyler goes back and he's like, he hits gauge him on the shoulder. Gage ain't that strong. And he's like, Mr. Gage. He's like, my dad wants a photo. He looks at me, gives me his dirty look, and he goes, yeah, fuck, he brought you here. Let's do a picture together. And that was it. He just, he sat there, Mark, and you know, you were at an independent show. I bet he took pictures of 100 people at the end of the night. He, he, nobody nobody, nobody left without a picture. No. Or a conversation. So it sounds to me like Nick Gage is on our short list. He's a man of the people. I'm All going right. to put it out to the listeners if. You want us to have Nick Gage on? Tweet Nick Gage on on Twitter. Yeah. With tag us, tag him. Uh, hashtag. Let him know. Hashtag MDKJTR, and say you want him on jumping the rail, and uh, we'll try to make it happen. Yeah, it's uh, his Twitter. Just so you know, is the King Nick Gage. So tweet him. Tell him. Well, I want to hear you. I want to hear on the show. The big fans. We tried. We've we've sent messages. I'm sure he gets a thousand messages. I'm sure but he gets we want him. But... So we need you, the listener. That's right. He so... gets 998 more messages a week than we do. Probably, yeah. Yes. But if we can get that hashtag MDKJTR going viral, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Check him out. Baker rocking it. All right. All right. So we, so got... we got the next segment coming up, guys. And it's the What to Watch segment. Yes. And it's. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend I know something about wrestling by fucking this up for you guys. It's Dan Bryan, now known as Brian Danielson. 
Yes. Ooh. Versus Minoru Suzuki. You said yes. it better than I do. And it's <laughs> AEW Rampage. And it uh, happened apparently four days ago. Uh, Mike, why don't you start us off on this one? Why do we give a shit about this particular match? You want to talk about two guys who epitomize strong style? These two gentlemen legitimately beat each other up for almost 30 minutes. Just two of the toughest. When you talk professional wrestling and you talk to a hardcore fan, Brian Daniel said, <laughs> hey, is that Duff beer? Uh, <laughs> He's just clearing his throat from Brian the ass Daniel end said, up. Minaro? 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 Min nor men. Ooh. Minoru. That's like Minotaur with different letters. They I mean Suzuki's doing his United States tour right now. He's like the Beatles. Uh unfortunately for him, he's getting his ass kicked at every location he stops at. He's getting beat at every show. He's doing the ass kicking. He's doing the ass kicking, but he's losing. Uh, he did beat Joey Janela, who but the bad boy never dies. I wanna I'm gonna put that out there. Every episode, I want Joey Janela. On this show, I think he'd be the most entertaining. Joey Janelle, oh, really? Joey Janelle's a rock star. He's nice. He, he's Brett Michaels favorites. of 2021. Or not Brett Michaels. Uh, the Motley Crue guy, Vince Neil. Vince, Vince Neil. He's the Vince Neil. But of he won't break he's his not, ribs. Falling he's not. Off the stage. He's not Vince Meal. He's Vince no, Neil. Okay. He doesn't fall yeah. the ring and break his ribs. He is the bad boy. Uh, um, you know what? I I want heartfelt. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. give a fucks to go out to Vince for falling off that stage and hurting himself because no matter side. what he's... Oh, my God. We just found Vince's voice twin. <laughs> so, but we don't want to... You know, Vince, Vince, come on, man. Get oh, yeah. well and get right. Somebody said he has been getting in shape for that, next year's Motley Crue tour. Heard, yeah. But then this thing's going to set him back, and that sucks. Yeah. But let's hope he gets better. Yeah. But, I mean, that's it. That's my opinion. It's two very hard-hitting guys. They're going to make you believe... Right on. They are throwing down. Mark. So I have a couple thoughts on this. Number one, I would suggest to any young wrestler out there to watch this match to get a lesson in selling. Because when Brian Danielson takes that forearm to the chops and he just goes down like a ton of bricks, it looks like he got killed by a, by a forearm. It, it didn't affect the finish, so that's not a spoiler. But uh, getting getting squirrely on me there, Marco. But uh, but no, they unloaded everything they had on each other, and uh, I would like to see Suzuki get some wins. But there's no beating Danielson right now on TV. And the other the thing that bugs me is for a match that good, I don't know. I I get why they put it on the YouTube buy-in before Rampage. Rampage has not been great lately, Nards. I think you'd agree with me on that. And I think that that match would have really suited them to have on their television more than on their YouTube channel. Rampage is relying way too much on CM Punk. That I mean, that's... Hey, CM Punk's wrestling Friday. CM Punk's... At this point, I'm like, I don't care. Enough of Punk. And the thing is, it's not an AEW thing. It's a Friday thing. I have other things to do on Friday. Yeah. I'm a 20 to 40 year old who has other things to do than sit at home and watch wrestling. On he Friday. acts like there's a range. Why well, don't want to give my age? I'm I'm younger than everybody in the room. Um, AJ, no, you're not. AJ. <laughs> I'm younger than the other two. Hey, I'll tell you what. Just say your IQ's lower than everybody in the room, and we'll all agree. <laughs> 
But the thing is, I, I could watch wrestling Monday through Thursday, Saturday and Sunday nights, but Friday is when we have other things going on. And CM We've Punk, got beer. Yeah, CM Punk is not going to take me away from the beer and the tequila shots, unfortunately. Right, right. Um, I love Punk. I'm glad he's back to his short, regular gear and all that good stuff. I just, I want to see him on Wednesdays. Um, have CM and uh, Brian Danielson, have they had a match yet? Uh, not in AEW yet. And what I say, say Cena? is CM. CM. I thought he said Cena. He's on a first no, name, CM. He's on a first name basis with Punk. Oh. Cena's but, too busy working on, uh, hopefully, that third movie with uh, Will Ferrell and oh, uh, uh, Marky Mark. He's got the Peacemaker coming out. That'd be awesome. What's up? Daddy's Home Part Three. Yes, that would yes. be. Does everybody agree? Daddy's Home Two was one of the best freaking oh, yeah. movies ever. Great, great, hilarious. But he ha- he does. Cena has the Peacemaker coming out. I saw the trailer. Right, and it looks pretty funny. So the pe- he's the that ridiculous the Suicide Squad character getting oh, yeah, his own yeah. show. And this, it's, it's like a TV HBO. show on. It's on yeah. one of those. Yeah, it's, it's a the, show, not a movie. Yeah, it's the second most ridiculous helmet I've seen on a wrestler. It's in the last terrible. Year. But he's it, well. Did you guys good. ever see the Suicide Squad with him? I mean, he plays a real. Duh. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's great. So, as far as like the Rampage versus SmackDown thing going, I don't think either one of them was actively trying to beat the other. No, because if Tony really wanted to beat Vince in that God. segment, you know what match he would have put on? Punk and Danielson. That's Punk and Danielson. Yeah. Didn't I just ask about that? No, I said they it's should. coming. That's coming, Mark. Right, right. AEW's big show is All Out. First, they'll be in a faction together. And All Out is going to be a Chicago Is All show. Out there WrestleMania? It's a WrestleMania. Okay. And it's going to be in Chicago? That'll be in August. They've, in August? They've kind of... Should been, we? It's been Chicago the last two. That's where right? they've had All Out every year. Yeah. Should we? Sure. It, w- it would not shock me this August for them to be back in the United, United Center. Or do you think they do Allstate? Uh, I don't seem to do Allstate. Allstate's the best venue in the country, I think. Why, not, why not do it at a Guaranteed Rate Field? He's not Vern Gagne. They're not going to build a baseball stadium. Wrigley's up there. They're not big enough to they do baseball stadiums. They're to burn stadiums. Wrigley down. And you bite your turn tongue. It, turn it into a parking lot. You, if, if anything happens to Wrigley Field, I'm going to Boston and peeing on Fenway Park. That <laughs> bulldozer. I'll make it the yellow they monster. They can't even park up there. But so much, besides that, so Punk, much hate. Punk and Danielson will happen. Tony Tony's a fan of that. He knows. He already knows. He knows that that's the match. Diehards want to see him. It's coming. No, I just I those honestly. Marco, I'm sorry. Those those or are the two Rad. names I know that everybody's been drooling over for a- I, AEW, which is cool. I still think all out's going to be Omega and Punk. Yeah, I mean that's the match to make. I just I and, um, I think Punk and Danielson years? will happen. Two years, maybe. Maybe two years. You know, it's going to happen. Uh, where are we at on the show? I've so lost. Danielson, we're, we're doing, so Danielson right. Suzuki. You guys both watched it. Yeah, AEW. Did you enjoy the match, Mike? I enjoy everything AEW does, Mark. So this was a great oh. match. Yeah, awesome. AEW doesn't do any wrong. Okay, Mr. Khan, <laughs> understand your bootlicker has arrived. <laughs> Mark, how about you? Because you, you know, whether you admit it or not, you do tend to still be in the WWE camp for the most part. Not that you have anything bad about AEW, but you really are still very supportive I'm, of WWE, where I, AEW has kind of started uh, I'm, picking up some of the pieces that people like Narge felt were dropped, I'm, and I think people like AJ might be into. I'm a supporter of wrestling in general. I watch WWE. I don't have a vested interest in it necessarily, but I've got an interest in a lot of the stars that are there because... 
Because they're better spent, than WWE? Because I spent a lot of time. I'm talking about WWE. Oh, Open yeah. years. Oh. But, no, I remember a lot of the guys, like your Rollins, your Zanes, your Owens, from when I used to go to indie shows before they were signed. So I've got an interest in that regard. You mean them. before Vince got a hold of them and strangled them to death down to yeah, little poor Rollins. minions? Poor Rollins. How many world titles has he had? Main events and shitload of money. The wife. gentleman comes out dressed in the most ridiculous suits and, I've ever and, seen. And he's getting it over. Barely. Not barely. Where's Kevin Owens? Uh, probably on his way out. To be honest yeah, with you. He, uh, he's he's going to be all elite soon. I would not be surprised. But with AEW, I'm, I am critical of AEW, but I like AEW. I'm critical of Tony Khan, but as far as the talent goes, they've got the talent. We too. like Tony here. You got a mouse in your pocket? Yeah, me and Narge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm holding out on Tony. I want to see what happens when he has to start making hard decisions. Because he can't be a peewee soccer coach forever. Hey, everybody. So, what are you? Are you suggesting he maybe uh, run out and snipe somebody that's on a contract in the W and just take him away? Well, no, you can't do that because the tampering is still a rule. So they can't. He can't just. What rule is it? They're two different businesses. Same same sport. They're if you can't take somebody who's already under contract someplace else. Are you kidding me? No. They snipe players from teams all over the world all the time. It's all sports. It's all it is. As I understand it, that's uh, what. It's not allowed either. For most yeah, they still do it. But no, there's a... And this is not sports. Tony, it's sports entertainment. So to, don't, don't start that shit, Marco. <laughs> Tony, Tony is quick. And uh, right. this is the only negative that I have. In the beginning, I didn't. Tony is very... I have from the beginning. Mark has complained about this from the beginning. Tony is very quick to pick up the big names from WWE that they get released. And at some point, right. you can't have 30 Michael Jordans on your roster. You can, only play, you can only play five, okay? So, like, right now, we're waiting. Bray Wyatt is out there. Braun Strowman is out there. I hear they're going to impact. And I think that's a smart move. I, I didn't originally. A month ago, I said, nah. No. But Tony has Brian and Punk and see that's enough. Yeah. Buddy Murphy's doing the right thing. Uh, for those who don't know, what is, uh, what's Murphy doing He's right now? He's going to New Japan. And we smart. talked about that. Yeah. He looks, he wrestles, he has an Omega. I mean, he's literally kind of an Omega clone. He's like a junior heavyweight version of Omega, probably. Yeah, So he's, and I think they see that. And great talent. Braun and Wyatt, though, you could build impact on those two feuding alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mark, what, you tuck, what, Mark, why are you, you're all up in my business. Oh. Uh, those two, and I think, I hope they're talking. Yeah. Let's make money together. Yeah. They're not going to, and this is the thing. I think you agree with me. Anybody who goes to Impact has no intentions of being the Hulk Hogan of Impact. They're not going to stay there forever. No. Okay. They're getting uh, the their good, name back up. The Good Brothers. Yeah. They're, once this contract's done, they're, they're AEW bound. Yeah, yeah. They're going to, they're going to feud with the Bucks, but we're getting, I'm getting off topic. Yeah. That's going to happen. So Kevin Owens is, like I said, he's likely going to AEW. He's going to be the hugest baby face, too. Or, no, nah, I think he'll be a heel. You think he's going to join the Bucks? No. No. I think he'll be a heel, though. But his relationship with uh, Cole and the Bucks could get them away from the elite, and they could get Mount Rushmore going again. Okay. So those four against. Because uh, uh, Mount Rushmore, Marco, was a faction in pro wrestling gorilla back in the day with uh, Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, Kevin Steen, who was Kevin Owens, and Roderick Strong for a little while. And they were basically the, the hot faction in indie wrestling for before the Bull Club really got to the U.S., Gotcha. 
Marcus says, right. you said a lot of stuff I don't know. Yes. <laughs> you sound surprised. You're saying the words that I don't understand. All no, right, it's okay. So, I get it. I get it. Okay. So, all right. So we uh, got, uh, what's we're running, next? We're running a little long today, but that's okay. Our first live show. We're going live. We're going and big. And you man. know what? We're going to go big here. And uh, we did try to get Dwayne on. We did have Kyler on, which was pretty good. Our friend Andrea pretty is awesome. out there. She says she doesn't yeah. know she what topic we're on. I told her, sign in. We'll talk yeah, about Sign what in to Zoom and about. we'll talk to her. Uh, and the link is in our chat. There you go, Andrea. We see you listening. If you scroll up, you'll find the Zoom chat. You can click the link, go to your Zoom, but do it on a different device, please. And it doesn't even matter about the topic, Andrea. We'll right, talk we can to talk you about, about what you like. We'll talk about Baldwin Asylum, for Christ's sake. Yeah, we'll plug All that. right, then. But while we're waiting to see if Andrea does connect, uh, we're going to do the throwback match, guys. Oh, this and is a this fun week's, one. and I watched this with the guys, and I'm telling you right now, <laughs> this was strange for me. I know who Sting is, and I know who Mick Foley is. I didn't realize he had like 43 alter egos. Only three but this others. was the uh, That's right. 43, right. three. They're not far apart, right? Only 40 of Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chamber of Horrors match. Sting, El Gigante, Steiner Brothers. Gigante with an H. Gigante, excuse me. In the Espanol, that's a soft Gigante. Steiner Brothers versus Cactus Jack, which I learned tonight was Mick Foley. Abdullah the Butcher, Diamond Stud, and Big Van Vader, which I know to be Narja's favorite heel guy. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Look at that. This was a WCW Halloween Havoc match from October 27th, 1991, which means, to be precise, it was nine days after my oldest son was born. So I was busy trying to find a way to go to sleep while that kid fucking screamed through the night. (laughs) This match is, uh, I said it from the beginning, maybe all-time favorite guiltiest pleasure match. It's not a good match by any Ew. means. But the cast of characters, the premise, I was seven years old. And the fact that you had to put a gentleman in the electric chair, I'm like, oh, they're not going to do that. And then you put somebody like Abdullah the Butcher, who legitimately looks like a crazy person. In the steel chair, and then sells it like he's on, you know. Yeah, he sold it. He, he was did. riding the lightning. Yep, he um, did. In fact, Metallica should have played the outro music that yeah. night. I loved every second of this match, even the the terrible switch, which you know has been discussed over the year. Had, and I, well, I'll let you talk on this, but had the switch thing not happened, Mark, does it change the opinion of the match? Maybe a little bit. I mean. Yeah, the switch was a fiasco. I believe the switch had somebody have given it Viagra would have worked just fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, the uh, the switch for the electric chair was mounted on a box on the outside of the cage, and any time the cage would shake, the switch would move into the on position. The winky kept looking at there's the toes and not at the nose. There's literally a video of it where it falls down, and is it McFoley? Cactus Jack I, I takes think it, was, it. Yeah, it's Foley. And because I remember watching on his WWE DVD they put out. He puts it back into place right, and then it falls to down. then pull it back down or, yeah, it falls down. Or... Yeah. So what was your take on the referee camera in I, this match? Yeah, I get it. They wanted to be different. I get it. It was, it was, it was a cluster. My biggest issue with the match it was, was a GoPro a, before there were GoPros. Was, yeah. I mean, it they was were, basically a TV camera on a motorcycle helmet. They were ahead of time. My issue with the match at the end was a lot of guys standing around throwing just very like yeah. cheap punch. I mean... You saw, they're all standing around the thing, and they're all kind of like, 
it's the worst punches you've ever right. seen. They're trying to kill time almost. until they can get Steiner to belly to belly Abdullah. Yeah. So, uh, the roster in this match is phenomenal. I love it. I mean, I mean the, it's a just, who's who. Just going through it's Sting, the Steiner brothers. Uh, well, Jorge Gonzalez, uh, El Gigante, and his second worst gimmick ever. Yeah. Against Vader, uh, Diamond Stud, who was Scott Hall when he was still fairly green with Abby and Cactus Jack. I mean, how do you, you can't really go wrong with that roster. I mean, uh, there's Hall of Famers abound. Which, as I understand it, Barry Windham was supposed to be in that match and was replaced with Higante. Until he got, he got his yeah, wrist he got, broken he got the pre-thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Larry Zabisco. The cruncher, Larry Zabisco. And for An those old who, Arn Glock Anderson. I'll, I'll stop where my Arn will shoot. <laughs> but uh, for anybody that's never seen this Halloween Havoc show, I mean, it is a damn good show, top to bottom, Narge. I mean, oh, look yeah. at look at the, I mean, this match was the opener, so it kind of set the tone. You got Pillman against uh, Ricky Morton for the inaugural light heavyweight championship. Uh, Arn and Zabisco against the Patriots, who was kind of a throwaway team here and there, you know. Yeah. Uh, Austin and Dustin Rhodes had a hell of a match for the TV title. It went to a draw. Who would have imagined years later? Two. Oh, I mean, that's a guy. That's, that's another guy I meant. I wanted to find a spot on my list Gold for Dust. Gold Dust. Had to be. Yeah, he could have replaced Jericho. Yeah, I thought about that. There was um, also the uh, pre-show where somebody slammed a hand in a Mercedes. Yeah, car. that's that was, what we're that talking was, about. That was Barry Windham. Barry Windham. Terrible. Yeah. With uh, everybody's favorite weatherman Eric Bischoff outside doing. How about the main Eric. event though? Uh, yeah, two out of three falls. Ron Simmons and Lex Luger. And Luger had Harley Race in his corner. And WCW was Dusty. hot on both of them at the time. Oh, yeah. Simmons was white hot. No pun intended. Was this, so you know more than me, Simmons hadn't won the belt yet, right? No, no. That was so Luger, another 10 months or so. Luger wins. How does how does it transition from Luger to Vader? Come on. Uh, Luger held the title through the end of 91. Okay. Dropped it to Sting in Super Brawl 92. And, Lu- and, and Sting Vader dropped it to Vader. White Castle of Fear? No, or no. Before that. Yet. Oh, this is before that. Okay. This is at the Bash, I think. Great American Bash. And then uh, Vader was supposed to have a rematch with Sting. Why am I echoing? I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm introducing Pedro Borbon at Riverfront Stadium. <laughs> but uh, but no, Sting was supposed to have a rematch with Vader, but that was the night Jake Roberts debuted and beat up Sting. So they had a random drawing to determine the new number one contender, and that wound up being Simmons. And then Simmons won the title from him in Baltimore. Okay. And becoming the uh, first I'm, I'm ever. not going to look too. Yeah. First ever African American world heavyweight champion. Yep. It was a big deal and Bill Watts was high on it. He was always very progressive with Simmons was always one of the most solid in ring and anybody who's listening who says who's Ron Simmons. Uh yeah. Farouk in WWE yeah, for any of you AJ, yeah. you remember Farouk, right? APA? Yeah. Yeah. Nation of Bradshaw, yeah, Nation of Domination. So which he, I was a big fan of the Nation of Domination. He was uh, his slogan, the big damn, you know. So Farouk, awesome guy. He's the guy I'd like to meet. It's, oh, he'd be a cool guy to meet, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he power slammed Vader to pin him for the title. I'm and from what man. I understand, D'Lo was in the arena that night. D'Lo, really? He was a fan. He was there. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm all up in it. But uh, but yeah, away, if away you from my mouth. You, if you get you a keep uh, moving spare the second, mic and you're moving off center, that's I would all. definitely say oh, go to Peacock gotcha. and uh, check out that whole show. It's just damn good. Havoc ninety one. Uh, Bobby Eaton versus Terry Taylor. We didn't talk about that match. Beautiful Bobby, rest yep. in peace. Yep. One of yep. the most just underappreciated 
wrestlers of all yeah. time. Also, shout out to uh, Chase Owens in New Japan. He was a trainee of Bobby's, and he's been kind of paying tribute to Bobby through the whole G1. You want to get him on this show? I actually reached out to Chase on Twitter. I haven't heard back from him yet, but he had a huge win over Tanahashi. So you're chasing Chase? I'm chasing Chase. Yeah. Chase back, Chase. Thank you. I'll wait till he's back in the States. I don't want to worry about the time difference in Tokyo. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, so that would, that would be like, well, it's just a day. So yeah. what we do is we talk to him, and he'll tell us what happens tomorrow before we see it. Yeah, just get in the old time machine. Right on. All right. All right, so it's I uh, believe it's time. We're there. So are so you it's ready? Time, it's time for our give me Give me a little drum roll. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, said. Ladies and gentlemen. We said early we're going to start doing interviews uh, going forward when we can. And we can officially announce our first uh, interviewee on our next episode, November 2nd, will be none other than... Here it comes. The manager of champions, the man who calls it right down the middle, legendary NWA, WWF referee and manager in ECW, Mr. Bill Alfonso. The man who managed Taz, Sabu, and the whole fucking show... Rob Van Dam. The man who made a whistle famous. Bill Alfonso. Yes, he took a whistle and he was one of the most annoying managers of all time. But he was so Which good. means he did his job. But he oh, was absolutely. awesome. Uh Kyler and I were able to meet him not this a year ago. And one of the friendliest guys. He was managing uh Oh, I can't think of his name. It was oh no, it was Matthew Justice. He was re- he was managing Matthew Justice of the Second Gear Crew nice. against Joshua Bishop. Uh, so Fonzie is still out there. He's on the Indies. I talked to a friend of the show the other night, uh, Mike Bucci. You know, is Nova from ECW. He loves Fonzie, and you might get to hear from Mike in the future. But he loves Fonzie. Said Fonzie's going to have some great stories. It's going to be a fun show here in two weeks. And we also we got something cool planned, too, with Fonzie, uh, a little giveaway. We'll get into that more on the next episode. Watch. Well, in the next episode, it will be Fonzie. It will Watch be. our Facebook to find out what we're doing, when we're doing it, and how we're doing it, because there will be posts. Yes. All right, AJ, yeah, I want to thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank man. Thank you for having me. And this is an opportunity for you to plug maybe your own endeavors because i know you do some things on i think it's twitch they call it yeah sorry old guy talking sure go ahead tell us what you do why you do it go um i just kind of stream on twitch uh do a couple youtube videos nothing really major or spectacular uh it's just more of a hobby just trying are to you streaming porn else. no I'm not what are porn. you streaming streaming video games uh primarily you know first person shooters some sports games some fighting games Anything that comes across my mind or anything that anybody's like, hey, you should check this out. Just just to have fun and like show other people what me and my friends are doing. You know, just to have a great time and build an audience and get to meet new people. So how can they find you on Twitch? Like, do you have a handle or is it a... Yeah, if you go to uh, twitch.tv slash Anthony on Sega, all one word. Um, that's where you can on find me Sega. on wow. Sega. Yeah. Sega. Like Sega cool. And we'll nice. put that, we'll put that link in the podcast info too. So you can find it. But, uh, AJ, thanks a lot for helping us out today, man. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was yeah. awesome. I got, I, to, know. I got to dive into a lot of information I didn't know uh, yeah. about. And I know you got an early day tomorrow. You're heading back home. Yeah, so that's correct. It was back good hanging out with you. 
Back for those who don't California. know, AJ is in the United States Air Force, and I'm very proud of him. So are we. All right, so I think that's a good time to wrap it up. What do you think, fellas? Sounds all right to all me. All right, so until next week, uh, not next, two weeks. From on tonight. The, on the second, we're going to be back. We're going to be doing it live again, Marco. Live again and interviewing Fonzie. Interviewing Fonzo. on this show. Hey! <laughs> now, <laughs> Henry Winkler wants his A back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so until two weeks, I'm Mark. That's Narge. That's Marco. And for AJ... This is Jumping the Rail, and we will see you later.